Blog Talk Radio. The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. You are now rocking with the best. Yes, this is your host for the evening, the brother Red Pill. Soon to be joined by my co-host, the brother Blue Pill, on No Delays Radio. Without any further ado, call it from the 347-273. Peace. Peace to the family, peace to you and yours. Brother Blue Pill reporting live and direct, KTL Radio. What's good? Live from the fire train. Live from the two train on this bit. Not much, man. I was so caught up in the intro song that I, I was in the days, man. It happened. You know, we got to do. Yeah, that definitely happens. But we need to we need to do the video for that song. Like the time is now for that. that that's a that's a long time coming. But that song needs a visual uh, treatment to it. You feel what I'm saying? Because I think everything, all of the, everything that was spoken of has already come to pass. It's finally all coming to fruition, so it's video time. But nonetheless, what's good with you, bro? How's everything? Welcome to the program. Everything is good. Indeed, indeed. I'm out here, it is. you know, the frigid, subterranean weather of New York City. I just finished delivering packages to some clients. There's no better feeling in the world but shipping. You know what I'm saying? Where is born? It, 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 it goes it's up there. It's like a top yeah, It's like a top five, you know. It ranks like in there. It's probably like number three. Yeah. Yeah. Makes the shipping food and pa- sex. Shipping packages release dopamines. I, you know, I need one of these scientific dudes on the team to come forth with some information on the dopamines that are released and the serotonin when you ship things. Feeling. Yeah, shipping is a good feeling, so I got some of that out of the way. You know what I'm saying? Indeed, indeed. That's about yeah, it. I make my trip. They're running around just yeah. Just handling business throughout the day, you know. Uh what do they call it? Um Braving the weather. I'm saying, weather in a storm or what have you. Facts. Or so you know, if there's anybody on the call that own furrier shops, you know, I'm speaking to my trappers out there, my fur trappers, Leonardo, the DiCaprio and all of y'all. Yeah, like KTL fur, red and blue donation. I wear red chinchilla on two fifths. It's okay. Comfortable yeah. with that. 
But my shit is like, you know, if children can get up in the morning to go to school to get false educations, Indeed. people that's about that life should have no excuse, you know, <laughs> if what it is that you're doing is promoting truth out there or you represent some sort of solution, you should be able to bear the elements as well and get out there and do what you got to do, regardless if it's yes. just 100 below, you know, I seen footage of my family, my new era Detroit family out there. It looked like it was frigid. It was brick. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, they were pressing the front line. Yeah, exactly. yeah, they was pressing the front line on what they needed to do in Flint, Michigan, you know, occupying, uh, supplying that water. I kind of cringed when I seen it was Aquafina, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's better than nothing. Yeah, shout out to, my, shout out to the family in Flint. Shout out to the Flint family. Um, very interesting, you know. When I came back from my Detroit, uh, my Detroit trip, you know, I heard a lot about Flint. A lot of people used to talk about the murder rate and the crime rate and the mindless violence that was taking place in Flint. It was like, oh no, nah, them dudes are out there just they go on. Th- um, they call it thrill kills where they pop the zannies and they go, they get doped up and they just go and thrill kill. Carjackings are big. Uh, B&Es, home invasions are big. You know, things of that nature are like, uh, you know, that's the shit out there. So now when I read, when I get, when I get, when I hear these stories about the drinking water not being contaminated, you know, the drinking water not being, you know, uh, an environmental or natural disaster, the drinking water intentionally being contaminated to the point where it is considered toxic waste and sludge and is murdering people in Flint, Michigan. You have deposits of lead in the water which lead to violent behavior and murders. These are scientific facts amongst other chemicals that they found that were present in the drinking water, not just the, you know, I'm talking about uh, the faucets. I'm talking about the fire hydrants. I'm talking about the tap. I'm talking about showers. We're talking about baths. We're talking about faucet water, sink water, completely contaminated to the point that uh, uh, Barack Hussein Obama had to order an emergency for their water, for the water crisis that's taking place. And look at it. The government, the governor's still there. The governor, the governor that's poisoning, that knew about the water situation is still sitting in office. Kwame Kirkpatrick, though, from Detroit, the black mayor, the hip-hop mayor, right? Remember him? The hip-hop mayor, he's doing 30 years for money embezzlement and some other corruption that took place in the city of Detroit. And when they folded him, when they folded on Kwame Kirkpatrick, that's when they began to sell the city off. That's when they began to, um, that's when they really began to dilapidate and, um, you know, and sell off Detroit like that. Try to destroy it. So you have another mayor, Governor Snyder. He's a Caucasian in Flint, and it's been proven that he's responsible for deaths. And they got him still sitting in the office. The people have not removed him from office yet. Bill, you there? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Hold on. 
Yeah, I'm here with you. Again, you know, you're talking about these false dynamics, these assemblance of quote-unquote power just because people occupy a particular place and they pay taxes and they're consumers in that area, people equate that to power. You know, these are those places that um, some people will call quote-unquote black cities. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I never really even knew that there was such a thing in existence on the planet, but this is the false pretense that we have that just because melanated bodies occupy a particular place, that automatically that makes that place a center of power for those people when they don't have any access to the politics involved in the power structure or, Facts. you know, they're not responsible for any of the economic decisions in those particular places, their consumers, their employees, you know? So mm-hmm. you get things yeah, like you get in, in Detroit, Wait, you get them. Miners, they're miners, they're wards of the state. Yeah, these I mean, legal, these I don't even terms. want to start flinging invictives at people and point, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like the name no, calling. No, 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 Blue. No, Blue. We're not, that's not called name calling. What that is is saying a, saying a legal term that we as a people, our people have willingly been identified as. So in a non-emotional way, they identify with our people as minors, right? They identify oh, with our people yeah. as colors. They identify our people as wards of this state. They identify our people with a color. So I'm going to give you the legal definition of it with no emotion, not the legal Webster's Dictionary definition. I'm going to give you the legal definition from the uh, from the legalese, the language that they speak and they listen to. So we got to remove emotions when we're trying to help our people understand that there are spells on them with the way that they are even labeled, how, how they're being labeled, they're, the civilitaire mortus, uh a minor and all of this stuff, your property, they look at you as an estate, holders of an estate, guardians. That's where the government and stuff comes in. But, you know, we'll get into that. Indeed. So, you know, when I look at these, these situations, that's what I see. You know, I see I see yeah. all of that being exercised and all of the calls for removal of politicians and things of that nature, you know, those are like toothless tigers. Like, you know, if you're not willing to press the ground, at least like New Era Detroit is doing, if you're not willing to get your battalion in order and, and, and get on the ground, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, how are you ever going to possibly take any of these cities back? You know what I mean? It has to be done with at least the, the, the entry level of, of this quote-unquote semblance of force. You know what I mean? They standing up to them beasts. They front lining. They pressing yeah, they, they pressing the pavement. Ten toes down. Yeah. And they're doing something go. for their people. Facts. Go on um They're not talking they're not blowing hot air. They're not on blog talk and YouTube and all of that, sitting in their crib. They're in the streets where it matters. You know? Yep. Helping people. Feeding people, bringing them water, bringing them services and resources. So getting, you know, no, getting people arrested who abuse our people, 
not going, oh, we're going to march and we're going to pray. No, they're going. There was a, a Arab gas store owner who put a gun to a 16-year-old black boy's head. They marched to the gas station, shut it down, got that man arrested, removed from the gas station, and then shut, boycotted the gas station. This was in exactly. all one day's work. This was in all. They did it the day that they went out to do it. They got it done. I've never seen them go out to do something and they they have to go back a few days to keep doing it. They go out and nah. get things done. One hundred deep. They went one hundred deep into a church family. Okay, New Era Detroit. Go Google them. Put it pull it up on YouTube. I have an interview with both of the um, leaders or both of the, the head guys. We're gonna release that either on Brother Rich's platform or when we resurrect the KTL University, I mean, KTL Empowerment, powerful. It's powerful. Yeah. Brothers got open carry. So it's not even like you got to hide your weapons. You know what I'm saying? It's not even like you have to be ashamed that you are a weapon carrier. Indeed. Nah, they told him. They, they told him in public. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, at least they are expressing a semblance of power to show shit. If it come to the biscuits, nigga, we got ours right on our side. We ain't got to run back to the crib or pop the trunk. got to run for that. You know? Yeah, it's right here. Let's get it the fuck on. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that shit relieves a lot of stress in regards to, uh, you know, the police got to think twice. And you see that they 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 operate a lot of restraint, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. in the presence of that of that uh that demonstration. Yes, they do. You know what I mean, so I want to give them a shout out. You know what I'm saying. And we've told you plenty of times, family. This this organization is comprised mostly of women, so it's important that you got that thing on you at all times. They protecting the women. Not talking about protecting the women. They're protecting the women. The women feel safe. And the they women feel very walking. safe. You know yep. what I'm saying? The women is turning, the women up turning up. Because they believe in the security that the man provides. So, Tell you, family. once you again, Detroit, you're seeing yeah, real-life demonstrations of mm-hmm. shit that people be fat-lipping about. Jaw-jacking. You know, jaw-jacking. Jaw-jacking. real time. It's Not real George time. Jackson, you can find it in. But you can find it in the D. Yeah. You shout know? out to Keith Horton. Shout out to Keith Horton. Shout out to Brick the Foundation. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, shout out to Sarasu and Seti. You know. Shout out to the Detroit family. And we Indeed. will be back out there with Mama Pill. If not in February, then the next month. Yeah. To continue this yeah, continue this thing. Um, yeah, any, for the listening audience, um the election in Virginia has been postponed. There's an impending nor'easter that's coming and it's making travel very difficult on the east coast. They're expecting twenty to thirty inches or some craziness like that. I don't know what it is. I don't really right. invest any stock in, in the forecast of the weathermen. I get them a forty eight hour window the most. Anything outside of that is speculation, but they are expecting some extreme weather. Um, we pushed the date back 
it's, it's, we're going to be announcing the quote-unquote rain date, the makeup date, um, very soon. Yeah. But this is, yeah, the event in um, Virginia this weekend. We're going to have to push that back. I don't even know what's going to happen with the Francis Quest Wilson Memorial. Uh, Brother King Simon is on the phone. I'm sure that he probably has some more insight because they do have some caravans that are going out there on Saturday morning. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know yeah. how the weather is going to affect that. You know, they're saying that all of this snow is going to be expected Friday night to Friday night to Sunday. So, you know, just keep your ears uh, to the ground as it pertains to that. We could change the weather, so let's just focus on that. You know. You know, this weekend, had a wonderful weekend. This Saturday, I experienced something that was, uh, it was transcendental. It was eye-opening, you know. I was invited to a quote-unquote black comic book convention at the Schomburg, all right? And, um, God damn, I don't know if I was prepared to encounter what I encountered. You know, it, it totally reset my clock. My imagination was taken into the stratosphere because I had no idea that we had all of these artists in our quote-unquote community, you know what I'm saying, that putting in this work, that have operable visions of us in the future already. You know? Mm-hmm. None of these yeah. none of these comic books was dealing with, you know what I'm saying, when we was on plantations singing Swing Low, Swing Chariot, you know what I'm saying? None of it was 1600s base. None of it was victimized, you know. All of it was dealing with the future, uh, a diasporic future, um, you know, from all different type of angles, you know, dealing with the current state and condition now and just tossing it into the future a little bit, you know, playing all type of different scenarios out. You feel me? They had the um, the Black Panther was in the building. And he the was building. running around. Yeah, you know, I ran into one of my, my heroes, my legends, you know, the brother DMC, Daryl Mack, he was in the building. He has a comic book where he's a superhero. You feel me? And um, growing up, that was a superhero of, of ours, of mine. I'll speak personally. You feel me? When we seen Run DMC as youth come with that all black, tougher than leather, you know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, right. it was rock, rocks, box, and all of that. You know, my Adidas and all of that, like, these individuals were larger than life figures. You know what I'm saying? It was larger than life figures. You know, and um, even way before I even, you know, understood the implications of what was going on, you know, my, my, my initial introduction to that whole demonstration was like, oh, this is something else, like, they making videos with white rockers and shit. So, hey man, it was it was it was a um, powerful weekend. How about your weekend? How about it? Well, I had a good weekend. You know what I mean? 
had a good weekend. Uh, what did I do? I was in Harlem, two fifth out there. Shout out to Cesariac. Shout out to the ISUPK. You know what I'm saying? Brothers came through. We had a nice segment uh, that we take for his upcoming no homo lecture. Feel me? And uh, what else did we do? I've met up with some people from some people. Some more people came through. Shout out to the family from Houston. Shout out to my dude Malcolm from the A. You know, every weekend is beautiful because it's like tourists come out there. You know what I'm saying? But not tourists. The family is coming from around the world to come and build on 125th Street and to support courage, words of encouragement. Family likes to take pictures and things of that nature. And it's always a blessing to actually see people in the physical, you feel me, versus, you know, behind a computer screen. Because to me, that's not real. Like, who the, you know, it, it pales in comparison to when you meet uh, the people who you're building with and who you're teaching and feeding, you know what I mean, and helping and uh, providing information to face-to-face, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that's the whole reward of this whole thing. You know what I mean? In a community that has virtually no reward systems, one of the most rewarding things is that. So, you know. So, how was that? There was also, yeah, there was also um, me and Brother Reggie Sarnetta, we did a taping, or rather, you know, there was a situation, a video that we had. We talked about it yesterday on Sarnetta's TV. You know what I'm saying? Putting everything in front of us, putting everything behind us. But um, it was a bill that got a little heated. You know what I mean? Because I was, I re, I'm raised from the school where you, know, you don't allow anybody into your face. You don't allow anybody to scream in your face. You know, so my nature, my natural reaction as a man is to tell you to get out my face, you know, and I'm going to protect myself. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's all good, but it's all love. You know what I mean? That's what brothers do, right? Say what? I said that's what people. That's what brothers do. That's what men do. You know what I mean? You what know. What do men? Say it again. When you're passionate about what you're building about, sometimes things get a little heated. That's what men do. Okay. But men, you know, men put things behind them. So as a man, I say, you know, we're going to put this behind us and we're going to move forward for the love of the community and, uh, you know, let the brother do what he got to do. I'm going to do what I got to do. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. that's about it. But, um. Yeah, but look out, family, this week, I believe, if not tomorrow, then the next day, we're going to have gonna have a uh, show on Sarnetta Studio, a live stream. We're going to be doing facts, all right? That's the initiative that I started in Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Coincident, in Detroit, uh, with KT the Arch Degree, Blue Pill, uh, Chief Achille, and a few other of the luminaries, New Era Detroit as well and Sister Nandi's Knowledge Cafe. And the acronym FACTS stands for Food, Art, Clothing, Technology,
travel, shelter, and strategies. And inside of all of those acronyms, I mean, inside of all of those uh, sectors, we're going to deal with those industries and the networks that we have on Know the Ledge and KTL and our affiliates. It's going to be an interesting, you know, solution-based, information-based presentation. So look out for that. All right, let's get into this episode. Yeah, we at that time right now. All right. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. KTL Radio presents ISUPK, Captain Cesariot, No Homo. Join us tonight on Nova Ledge Radio as we welcome Captain Cesariot of ISUPK as he presents No Homo, his a gay agenda and attack on the black household, a prelude to his upcoming lecture February 7th at the Alhambra in Harlem, New York. All right. Without any further ado, wait, let me see what the fuck. Give me one second. Without any further ado, call it from the 862-224. Peace. Hey, peace. Long, what's happening, man? How you doing tonight? Ah, uh, man, we good, brother. What's good with you? I'm all right, man. I was hearing y'all talking about uh, y'all going to do a video for that intro. You know, y'all got to throw my boy Katazai in there, man. You know, Katazai got that. Yeah, Katazai got that mixtape. Do the right thing, man. You got to throw that joint out there, man. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, you know, tell um, – I'm hearing about the mixtape, man. Where do I get it? I'm hearing about it, too. The mixtape is right on thatpiff.com. Hey, Red, I have put them in the um <laughs> the link in your message box. Yeah, he on thatpiff.com. He got a little connections and shit. You can get it right there, download the joint, the shit fire. You might want to okay. check it out. Yeah, say no more. Say no more, because we're going to put yeah. together the KTL radio mixtape, so we could, we could fit that in the slot. We got a mixtape that, that was coming for, it was coming about four years now. Four year mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like black folks. Yeah, sounds like black folks. Sounds like black folks. It sounds just like black folks. Uh-huh. You already. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. Yeah, I didn't give going... you an obligatory. I didn't give you an intro, man. Hold on, man. We <laughs> 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 can have the captain in the building without some shells on the floor, man. This is, I appreciate you know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate it. I make the environment correct for you, brother. Coming I appreciate up it. With the shimitars. I see my dudes already <laughs> posting it up. You know what I mean? Spike Lee. They got the swords out and all that. Yeah, Nah, man. but, um. Welcome back to the platform. It's been a minute. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, know the last time you were here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. But um, we, we've maintained, you know what I'm saying? I've been seeing you in the streets. You know what I mean? We just did the mm-hmm. interview this weekend. And, right. Um, you know, it's good to see you, brother. That was a good interview, too. That's a real good interview, especially yeah. the way that it organically unfolded where right. you, we saw in real time, all of us who are watching, we saw the influence and the impact that we are having on our youth was solidified. Right. Like, right. if anybody needed that stamp, the great divine, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say the great divine, you're going to say, yeah, how was the most high. You, you know, right. the most right. high. Right. They sent you that sign. <laughs> no, real talk. Right. They sent three three young men across the street, family. We mm-hmm. were building about the importance of his lecture and who it is that is um, going to benefit the most off of our brother doing a lecture to expose the gay agenda. Right? Three young men came across the street. One young man was well, they were young, and the brother was dressed, you know, with a tie and a, and a shirt and everything. And they said, brothers, 
We ask these brothers, what is your who's who's your influence and what's influencing you to carry yourself in a in a dignified manner? And they they turn to each one of us, blue, red, sock, Cesariac, and was like the shoe brothers. But look, that demonstration wasn't a standalone demonstration because while I was interviewing to Uh, young gay black men, about six or seven of them, they passed right before them brothers had walked across the street. The camera caught that? Fifth and see for yourself, and then boop. <laughs> you see how the great divine is working. Yeah, right. it's a movie. So, you know, the brothers verified what it is that this brother, the importance of what this brother is doing without him having to say anything. That's always the best lesson, the ones where you don't really got to say much. You just let it stand right. in its own. You let that, that's why I'm, I'm on my facts campaign. I don't want to do speculation. I want to do facts, you know, things that are in the, in the, you know, it's right there in stone, boom. So, you know, you here, brother, you know what I mean? You've yeah. been in these streets. I'm mm-hmm. sure that you've seen the same thing that me and my brother, because one of the um, benefits on being on 125th Street for 10 years, brother, okay? Correct. 10 years. We're going to have to get some pioneer plaques out there one day. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I you mean, know, dudes, it's good to be a, I was going to say if I could chime in. Like To me, that's course. like the heart of black people is outside. You know what I mean? That's why black people rarely stay in the house, especially nowadays. We you know, maybe back in the Yeah, right. you know what I mean? All, and, um, all of us that live in the pyramids or the castles, we are outdoors people, family, right. because most of us are from climates and, and, and um, yeah. environments. That When I went to St. Croix, brother, the whole country was outside. When I, when I lived in Flatbush in the 80s, the uh-huh. whole I'm talking about blocks with hundreds of people just outside. That's when the the people from the Caribbean first came into America, right? Uh-huh. They still had them and they they still had their natural selves. They still had their original nature, which was to be, you know, outside in a festive way, partying, dominoes, people running, bikes, you know what I mean? Uh Kilo, uh dominoes, backgammon, all of that. Then the crack came. Then the guns came out. You feel me? Then the walk-ups right. and the drive-bys start popping, and everybody went inside mm-hmm. in fear. And not much has changed ever since. Now they came outside the house as straight consumers or zombie-like. Right. And really, the leaders go, went in the house. It's like when the gangsters, when the gully cats came out doing that, instead of the leaders staying out there to fight them, they went in the house. You know what I mean? They, they went in the house. Example, like, uh, yeah. What I mean and by the best that thing is that was YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube is like a gift and a curse, though. Because, it I mean, is, YouTube man. is, you know, it's necessary at some points, but then everybody's a leader on YouTube. All it takes is you don't even need no money. All you just need is a camera and a YouTube account. And then talk about bro. bullshit. Yeah, that's all you, <laughs> you need. Feel and me? And don't let you get let you start off with like five hundred hits, then get a thousand or two thousand. Next thing you know, you a leader for black people, and everybody's like, right. you, know, you know what I mean? Because it's like inside is safe, outside is where it's dangerous. 
You know what I mean? Outside is where, you know, ain't no telling, especially when you think about the messages that we're delivering, which is against the norm. You know what I mean? Even this lecture. Yeah, like even this lecture, if I could, for an example, I had to go to about four different venues to even get a spot that would actually let me speak on this subject. I had two bookstores, the National Black Theater, they would not let me speak on this subject. I could speak on anything else, but I couldn't speak on this subject. And I did my first, I did two lectures, no, I did one lecture at the National Black Theater, so I had a good rapport with Nobby, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't do this subject. You know what I mean? Oh, nah, you, I went to you didn't hear, <laughs> you didn't hear yeah, for Simon. Yeah, yeah, the and big up to uh to uh, King Simon and um Irritated Genie because like when they heard I was doing this lecture without me even asking, they said they wanted to support it. You know, Irritated Genie, I believe he's coming all the way up from D.C. King Simon's of been course. promoting forever. I think he had like a 20 year anniversary back in December, so them brothers came and um. I didn't even have to ask. They just supported right off the so rip. You got, so I want to be. You got irritated opening up? No, he actually is not looking. No, I'm good. He's actually not looking to um, speak at all. He just he, he uh, got a table. He got uh, some okay. of his shirts or, you know, memorabilia he's going to sell. Um, Indeed. You know, who knows? Maybe we, I, I told him I would squeeze some time in for him, but he said he didn't want to speak. He said he just wanted to come up there and support, which shows okay. you how important this is. Because that brother is another brother that's staunch against um, homosexuality, child molestation, lesbianism, you know, any epidemic that's plaguing black people. And you got to go outside to do it because that's where the people are. You can't be talking on a pulpit all goddamn day. You can't talk in that mosque all day. You can't talk in the house all day. You got to go outside where the people are and interact with them. That's why them young men, when they said, that we look up to y'all, the reason why they look up to us is because when they outside, they see us outside, too. They see us outside. You know what I mean? So, and, they, and that's the most... And, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you got to be touchable. You know what I mean? What right, I mean right. by touchable, if you can see something, it's more tangible, so you want to get with it more. So if they see you and they know you consistently going to be at this location. So for us, we're on 125th and Lennox Ave every Saturday, Lord allow. We teach our class on Thursday. Even for y'all brothers, y'all on the 125th across on the Apollo every Saturday. So when people it's see that consistency, time. you know what I mean? When they see that consistency, they say, okay, I can deal with these brothers. Or I can fuck with these brothers because they out here. And then it provokes them to do what? Emulate what you're doing, which is the whole reason brother. why we out there, because we want people to mm-hmm. see us where you can still be a brother, you can still be hardcore, you can still be a man, and teach about loving your brother, which is something black folk be thinking it's like taboo. Like, if you talk about loving your brother, it's looked at like you ain't supposed to do that. Or you could be a mm-hmm. faggot if you do, which makes this lecture even more so you can find out what's homo and what's not. Now, they'll look at loving your brother as being a homo, but wearing them skinny-ass jeans, that's gangster today. You know what I mean? Not being able to pull them up, that's hardcore, because that's what they look at as the new thugs, so to speak. And that started with that faggot... Well, uh, uh, what's that faggot, Omar from The Wire? A lot right. of, like, because, we got to look at the psych... Mm-hmm. Like, we got to look at the psychological effect that everything has played upon us. I know Blue Pill, Saturday when we were talking, he was talking about the food and how they changing the food diet that we eat to change our uh, chemical imbalance, if you want to call it that. You know what I mean? You go all the way back to when we was in slave ships with that buck breaking, when they was literally banging 
to strong black men and they behind to emasculate them, to not only make the men weak, but make the women such in fear that they would never raise their sons to be warriors because they didn't want their sons to die because a woman's instinct is survival. So without that strong man to protect her, now she don't want to make her man, her son strong, so she in turn makes him infeminine. You know what I mean? Even with the women, mm-hmm. with our young girls, our young girls get mistreated so badly, it's insane. When you think about little kids, I remember even I was a victim of it in this regard. When little kids, as little boys, we used to play that girl, that game, smack a girl on the butt, not knowing the damage that's, that's doing to her, you would smack her and run not realizing the damage that you're doing to her. Women would get, little girls would get touched and felt up all the time. And to us, it's a game. But to that girl, it's a psychological effect where it's like okay for just any random person to just come and grab my ass, to squeeze my titty. Mm-hmm. So it's so much that encompasses um, what we're doing as a youth to destroy our adulthood. And it's just like a never-ending cycle. So when you look at that show, I'll, I'll usually point only because of right now, you look at that cat Omar from The Wire, that's why you yeah. have so many thugs that come out here that think they still a man, even though they're either taking it up the ass, blowing a rod, or banging somebody in the ass, because yeah. Omar was widely accepted by every nigga that watched The Wire because he was yeah. feared. Even though, even though he was singing. Do you see the power of that? And remember, yeah. he pre- yeah, that preceding him was out of BC. Man, like, okay. Preceding him was out of BC. So they gave you the thug. Because remember, we're talking about a deterioration of a deaf culture. We're talking about mm-hmm. the inevitable effects yeah. of the of the degeneration of that culture exactly. That thug culture, that we don't love them hoes culture. That is right. not cool to love a man, but it's cool to fuck a man. That culture. Right. That's the culture that deteriorated, and the deterioration was it, it shows and it comes out in media that is controlled by the people who are the strength who who brought pornography and who introduced the concept of uh, homosexuality on such a large scale. You have actual as a Hebrew Israelite, I'm sure that you can answer that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Who's the main culprit in that? So right. so them running the media, they. What they're doing is because art is imitating life now, they interject in, in, in phases. They gave you out of BC. Boom. Yeah. You and if you think that. about Niggas it, too, was cool with that. Like how that media then they gave you Omar. Right? When, yeah. um, when that TV show Oz was out, there was another show out called The Sopranos. And both of them was the same premise some gang shit or some organized crime type of shit. The only difference is the white man was out there, he was killing, extortion. All kind of shit, but he was outside. He was free with women. The black men did the same exact thing, but they got to fuck another man for their pleasure, and it was glorified. Cause niggas love yeah. Adam BC too, which shows yeah. you how our animal instinct can take over with just a little bit of media control. And now it's just gotten out of hand to where, like I said, I couldn't even speak on this. I had a brother that North bookstore. The owner of that store yeah. told me I couldn't even speak about homosexuality in his store because homosexuals bought his books. And I was like, well, drug dealers buy your books too. Can I speak about drugs? Right. Yes. Abort, women that abort their babies, can I speak against that? Yes. People who murder, people who steal. So it ain't has yeah. nothing to do with so much what they're buying. I just think they homos too or support it. 
That's how I look at it. Like anybody that can't at least admit that homosexuals, homosexuals themselves are victims of child molestation and that homosexuals child molest, it's all the same shit. If you can't at least admit that, then you might as well be a homosexual too. You know what I mean? And we have to address that, which is why we'll have it February the 7th. It'll be before Edison. Everybody worried about that damn Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl is at 6.30, y'all. This lecture is 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. You'll be able to come to the lecture. Treat it like church. I told somebody that I told somebody that earlier today. Treat it like church yeah. now when they go to church and then they go home and do whatever it is that they want to. Well, Sunday church will be at the Alhambra Ballroom. There will be a That's lecture before. called No yeah. Homo is the Gay Agenda and Attack on the Black Household. And y'all could come out there. It will be a powerful speaking. We'll have vendors there. Even red and blue, if y'all want to bring a table out there, y'all can bring something up there. We have some table. We have some food up there. Uh, Joel from Joel uh, Bookstore, um, he'll have some food up there, um, and it'll be a real good event. I hope everybody come out. And then after we do this, we need to do more. You know what I mean? We need to go outside and teach. I teach this outside. You know what I yes. mean? I'll teach it anywhere, you know, because I happen to be somebody that just loves teaching or speaking or something like that. But it's definitely something that needs to go on the forefront because it's only going to get worse. I mean, after the Empire, like after that TV show Empire, how much worse can it get? Like how low can you go outside of Empire? You know what I mean? And even when you watch Empire, who was the greatest man in Empire? That motherfucking faggot. Excuse my language. That faggot mm-hmm. was the greatest one. He the one got the Pepsi commercial. He was in charge of the label, all of that. You understand? And even that whole paradigm, how they got the black man, like they ain't got the black man and black woman united running the empire, which they built together, how did they even start to show off? What, in reality, now, this is all on the left-hand side, for example, but in reality, what couple, a black man and a black woman, that's hustling in these streets, the woman do the time for her man and don't say shit, that nigga is not going to abandon her in real life. But on on that TV show, he abandoned her, and they never give you a reason why he abandoned her. He just abandoned her to put down that paradigm to always have that friction, to always have that competition between the black man and the black woman. So what trans, what, how, what does that proliferate? More friction between the black man and black woman. And that's all it's been about since we've been over here. That since that cracker, that white man was the devil that the Bible speaks of, and anybody that sides with him is an enemy of mine, straight like that. Because that white man has done nothing, nothing but to try to not only kill and destroy us, but divide us so that he can ultimately conquer us and destroy us. And I don't mean like destroy us. Like, if you think about it, right, he bombed the Japanese, he bombed the Chinese, he went to war with other nations, but then he always gave them leniency, and he let them come over here so he can give them his number one product, which is us. But Mm -hmm. with black folk and Hispanic folk, he ain't satisfied with us being in this poverty state. He ain't won't be satisfied until we are no more. Like, we've been reduced to lower than nothing, and the white man ain't satisfied with it. So somebody got to be on that forefront. That's why I thank the most high for Commander Jenny Hino, the leader of our school, uh, the Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge, uh, for bringing me into this truth. And I pray more brothers get up in this truth and soldier up because we need them. It's, more, it's, it's a whole lot of young thugs out there, you know what I mean? So we need a lot of soldiers. So I hope everybody come out to this lecture. I think it will be a beautiful event. 
and, um, you know, we'll see how it go from there. It'll be live streamed as well for anybody that can't make it to Harlem. We'll have it live streamed. I'm just deciding which uh, live stream to use. Um, yeah. I've tried two. I've done two lectures, and uh, one I did was uh, I did a, a John with Sinet and Polite in August, but I didn't like the live stream that they used. And then I did another one in October, but I didn't like that live stream too. But I'm going to try to narrow it down so I can get the live stream up. But it will be live stream for anybody that cannot make it to Harlem. It will be live stream so y'all can check it out. Indeed, brother. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't know if y'all had so, any questions for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a few. You know what I mean? I, I was going to uh, let you go in and touch on some more of the subjects and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we you can know get right into it. You know what I'd like to it. touch on, too, if I could? That, that um, of course. Something that's a little personal. I won't say personal to me. Like, I have a personal experience with it. But this past week, what fucked me up the most was that um, all that controversy surrounding that sister that got uh, gang raped by them five boys. Um, yes. That actually bothered me a lot, only because the hardest thing, this is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is lecture, in all honesty. And the reason why mm-hmm. it's been hard is because of all the research that I've had to study. Because I want to bring it... Like, this no homo shit ain't something that's 2015 or 1990. This homo shit is from the moment we was put on the slave ships off the west coast of Africa. It started since mm. then. So wow. I'm doing the research so I can show the history so so no black person could come in there and say, oh, man, that's something new. Black people was homos before or whatever. We always been at No, that ain't the norm. That ain't how we were supposed to be. That ain't our culture. That ain't our laws or nothing. So... As I'm studying the history and I'm going through the buck breaking and I'm going through the rapings and I'm going through the lynchings and all of this, this is a tough uh, thing to study for. And in the middle of all that, I've seen this story where the sister was gang raped, and I don't care what they call it, it's nothing but rape. The sister was gang raped by five boys. And then the other side of the story is they say that the father um, either was sexing her or not, but either way, he left her to fend for herself. And so now mm-hmm. she's surrounded by five demons, and then they call it a consensual because they got a 10-second video because they say it. And ain't not, at not one point is anybody saying, well, what about this sister? Like, what about this little girl? When you think of all the fathom with her father leaving her, if her father was sexing her, that's even worse. But if her father left her, the psychological damage from that, five demons or five sexual deviants or predators surrounding her, and she's just probably thinking survival. So that paradigm. And all they're concerned about is um, clearing the boy's name or clearing the father's name. But ain't nobody thinking about that sister. And that goes all along with that child molestation and that raping. It's why we are destroyed. Because why are we allowed to even mm. run in packs like that? Because they've taken away the leadership that would tell a man, you wouldn't, you should not touch no woman. First of all, to gangbang any woman, use the faggot. To put your listen, and and you know we we adults here, we grown here, so I can speak a little freely. But to stick your motherfucking rod in a box that you know a rod was just in, you are a faggot. Imagine if that nigga nutted in there. And I have to, and in that lecture, it might not be for little kids. Some of the content because it has to come a little raw in this regard. Imagine. If the first nigga, now he done nutted all up in this woman, you telling me you're going to put your rod 
where sperm is alive, living right now. Like, that's insanity to me. Like, you're a faggot if you do that. So no one's teaching our young men. You know what they're teaching? you a man if you do that. Or you're a man if you bang two women at the same time and stuff like that. So that bothered me a lot. I actually had talked about it on my radio show. But all of that stuff got to come up to the forefront because a lot of times when we deal with the homosexuality issues, we focus on the men, and we should focus on the men because, of course, the men are the ones that are, are the protectors. But we cannot forget about our sisters in that regard because they always get pushed to the side. You know what I'm saying? Like um, that whole story, the reason why they're not talking about the little girl, because that's the norm. Push the woman to the side. Oh, she was asking for it. You see, she on the video, she wanted it. Nobody's thinking about the mm-hmm. psychological damage that she's suffering. So, for sure, in this lecture, this is not a, uh, this won't be a male chauvinistic subject. This will be a subject that'll deal with the male aspect and the female aspect because our black men and women are equally destroyed in our time in America. You know, and I'll be talking about them nut ass niggas that supported that Farrakhan. He played a video where he said, uh, he don't see Medea as a cross-dresser. That's what I see him as. That's a man. That's not a woman. You know what I mean? And the fact that he'll accept it, that's why these leaders got to get dragged out and horsewhipped. I can't say shot because we ain't in the Old Testament. If I was in the Old Testament, I could say shot, right, Kyle? But we ain't in the, you know, but they still still need to get dragged out and horsewhipped and for sure get replaced because anytime you'll bow down to the white man, you'll sell your people out. And that's how it starts. It starts with you, and then you trickle it down to everybody else. That's why all of these, all of these leaders do the same thing. One more thing, that Jada Pinkett, that's, that's another shit that pissed me off. Jada Pinkett, they talk about them fucking Oscars. They talk about Oscars because they ain't got no black people in Oscars, and now they want people to boycott the Oscars. Where were they when black folk was getting shot? When black folk getting killed, no justice, no right. nothing. You ain't see Jada, Will, you ain't see no nigga say nothing. But yet now, they want you to fight for the Oscars, and then they got their son posing for the women's Louis Vuitton. Feel that. But they want you to focus on the Oscars. And, and even focusing on the Oscars tells you what? That since we've been in slavery in America from the time we came here to 2016, we're still trying to show the white man we deserve recognition. Fuck the white man's recognition, man. How about black folk recognition? If you really want to make a dip with the Oscars, leave them and build your own shit. Stop right. trying. Like, it's like them, we're always fighting. Give them a again. tasty Oscar. Yeah, leave them what with a tasty on? Oscars. An all-white. What's that camera going, that crowd, and it's just a whole bunch of white crows? Mm-hmm. I mean, ain't nobody going to want to watch that. The not watch that. The way that yeah, we take them out of power and stop giving them our power. Right. It is so simple. Exactly. When you remove yourself and then box them off, white and or black only, on some fountains, like, nah, y'all, it's black only. You're not allowed right. in here. You can't even Where's clean the, the auditorium. That's how, you got, that's how you get your power back. It's Damn a right. parasite and like, like, a host relationship. I'm sorry to cut you, brother. No, no, no. It is a it. parasite and a host relationship. One of the most successful relationships on this planet is a, a relationship between a host and the parasite. There's no other more successful relationship on this planet. You are a host to a parasitic energy, 
and it manifests through a race of people that is a spirit. We could go biblical, we could go metaphysical, we could go Gnostic, we could go wherever you want to go with it, and I give it to you the same weight that is a parasite. So once the only way to cure parasites is to remove yourself as the host and regain your strength with other hosts and always and cut the parasites out. And then you work on that's the inner and get shit. those out. That's, maybe that's we gotta start from inside. Maybe that shit is a mm-hmm. motherfucking uh maybe that's the uh, a manifestation in the physical of something that's inner. Mm-hmm. But them parasites, man, I promise you. Well for sure anybody that works a nine to five, please, if you ever worked a nine to five or a corporate job and then you became an independent self-employed boss, you tell me the difference or you got into a situation where you were not incorporated or you were not surrounded by people who you began to learn are inherently, genetically, spiritually, uh, biblically or whatever, they don't mm-hmm. like you. They, they're, they're against you. They identify themselves as a different race from yours. Right. They identify themselves as the, the you, you the cursed one, they're the chosen one. Um mm-hmm. You have the inferior. They say they don't see race for they don't see race or some shit like that. We we'll don't see we'll race. About that later. Yeah. Yeah. We're all <laughs> we're all just part of the higher animal kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But then you that's just them, crazy, man. And, you say, and, and the part and the part you said would start in house, that's true though. Like the scriptures for us, like John eight and forty four when it says you have your father the devil, you got a lot of these niggas that are rather work for the so-called white man at the expense of black people. And that's where they're running from. So in some regards, we do got a clean house. You know what I mean? You got to get this leadership out and get new leadership in. You know what I mean? And a leadership that can give a moral compass, it's never going to be economic just because black people don't have a problem making money. That's a misconception. Black people do not have a problem making money. How do I know? Because I see drug dealers make millions of dollars off of crackheads. I'm using the lowest form. Crackheads get money to get high. Black people don't have a problem making money. Black people have a problem having morality. Black people don't have no morals. We want to do what we want. That's Mm. why a lot of times for us as Israelites, a lot of times we be out there in the streets teaching, and they say, man, I feel y'all, I feel y'all, I feel y'all. But when we say you can't get high, then they don't want to deal with that. So they'll accept the white man. We say you can't abort your baby. You can't be a whore. You can't sleep with that man's woman. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. When we start bringing mm-hmm. some type of morality into the equation, then people want to run away, and then they'll let the white man kill him because the white man let him smoke that crack, push that dope, mm-hmm. kill that baby. And it's our leadership that's saying it's okay because prior to our leadership accepting it, black folk didn't do it that way. If you take abortion, mm-hmm. black people didn't accept abortion like that. Black people didn't really start full-fledged and accepting homosexuality the way that they do today until they put that African in office, Barack Obama. Now, I'm not saying mm. that no black person accepted it. That's not what I'm saying. But on the grand scale that you see that it is today, when Barack yeah. Obama got in office and let them gays and shit get married, that was like the gay nigga pass. And they start coming out the woodworks where now – the Love and Hip Hop shows, which is just a minstrel show, but now they got the homosexuals on it. Every chance, and, and the saddest part about it is the most prolific homosexuals that they push on the media are all black. That Love yes. and Hip Hop, at least in my at least in my realm, the black, the uh, Love and Hip Hop, the Empire, the Wire, 
you put all of these shows, they always putting some homo shit in there. Now, the white man put his homo shit in there, too. When you watch some Game of Thrones, what's that, the Spartacus? Spartacus they tried to get yeah. me to watch that Spartacus, and then they told me it's all kind of facts. That's what I can't mess with that. But the white man, if he want to do that, let the white man do. Listen, I don't care what the white man do. The white man can get as high as he want to get. He can bang each other in the ass. I hope they bang all each other in the ass so that they can stop reproducing. Anything that amounts to the white man dying, I support. But for my people, we cannot get down like that. And somebody got to be on the forefront. And I'll never um, change that stance. I don't care what amount of money. I ain't really interested in no money like that. Now, I ain't saying I'm trying to be poor, but I'm a very content mm. man. So I ain't really into, you know, riches and wealth and shit like that, not at the expense of my people. And you're speaking from a brother that had it. I've had it, lost it, had it again. So it ain't like I was a poor man. I ain't never really been a poor man. But I ain't never been right. about money at the expense of my people either. And so those are the type of leaders that you need that think more of themselves. Excuse me, think more of themselves to care about somebody else. Because nobody has compassion on our people, which is why we address issues, you know what I mean, like this. Like last year I did, matter of fact, last February, February 28th of last year, I did the integration lecture. You know, the integration killed Eric Gardner, and everybody knows that shit. We shouldn't have let cops in our neighborhood like that. We should be able to police our own. I saw the news. I was watching the news the other day, and there was an accident in a city in Brooklyn, and every cop was Jewish. Every single when you seen all of them cops, it damn near wasn't even the NYPD; it was the Jewish PD, and all yeah, they got their own police them, force. Damn right. Now, what does that tell you? We could have our own police force too. We do not need Precinct Twenty One Eighteen, the local One Eight One. We don't need them. We can police right. ourselves. We just got to right. be willing to do it. You know what I mean? So that's where we really got to take it, and you got to mean it. Like so, if you got to work, if you got to go to work, like sometimes I got to go to work, go to class, do a show, go speak, go do this. If you got to do it, then fuck it. My rib told me you sleep when you're dead. That's what my rib told me. So <laughs> that's how I look at it. Nah, I mean, once you sign up for this this work right here, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't know if the people realize the kind of dedication that this uh, this I don't even know what it's called, you know. This yeah, I call it you know life. I mean? Yeah, I call it's it life. life. That's yeah. why we call. Yeah, that's why we call like I call my nine to five. I call that a slavery because that's something I gotta mm-hmm. do. Because unfortunately, because America is a business, it's not a country. You have to work. You have to get some. You have to accumulate some type of funds because gas ain't gonna come on by itself. Hell, y'all was talking about that Detroit shit. You can't even get water. Just Listen, they charge it for fucking water, something yep. that you're still supposed to get naturally. And then even yep. when they show you how diabolical, this is why the white man got to die. Even to show you how diabolical he is, even when they give you the water, he give you piss-infected water, disease-infested water, any single thing to kill you. And motherfuckers want to still tell me we need to figure out a solution with the white man, man. But, that's what they're saying, right? Yeah, that's there. Yeah, they were talking about that earlier, <laughs> Flint, Michigan. Like, so it's it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, we, like, in a real state of emergency. Black people, to me, been in a state of emergency since slavery. But for sure, in 2016, if you don't realize, just if you look at the past year, 2015, 
with all the murders that just took place. And I ain't even talking about all the murders because, of course, we all know there were more. But just the ones that made public attention, public outcry, and there was no justice given. Just imagine the ones that we ain't hearing about. So if we don't realize we're in a state of emergency, we'll be dead. Ten years from now, it'll be like only 10,000 black people. You let the white man have his way. Or you let the Israelite school UPK die. Because 10 years from now, I'll still be out there teaching or doing whatever it is that it takes until I ain't got no breath in my lungs. That's my life. Mm. And, yeah, paling, yeah, 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 president is going to be paling in Trump. <laughs> mm. Listen, man, I'm going to tell you, a lot I mean, of people I mean, don't like, mm-hmm. I was going to add in, a lot of people don't like Trump, man. I think Trump should be president. Because Trump is going to be a nigga wake-up call. And, and if niggas need anything right now as the collective, <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, wait, what, what is it? Yeah, because... You give him, you give him, uh, you give him uh, Hillary, you know what I'm yep. saying? The Scorpio, you know what I mean? The warmonger, she gonna, she's still gonna hit you with the opiates. She's gonna rock you to sleep, Clinton style. Yep. After the after yep. the Barack opiates, after niggas mm-hmm. completely lulled to sleep under this Barack administration, she gonna right. hit you with the feminism, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, they're they they gonna be so caught up that they the got a woman dictator. president. Yep. Yeah, and they, they gonna, gonna be so caught anything. up with a woman president. They ain't even gonna be looking at the diabolicalism that's coming. Like they gonna think it's different because it's a woman in office. The problem is, they ain't yeah. gonna be no different because it's a devil in office. That devil Facts. is always gonna be a devil. I don't care if it's a little white baby. That baby should die too. Imagine if uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, all of them, Christopher Columbus was dead as babies. Just imagine. Maybe we wouldn't mm-hmm. be over here. We would not be over here. So, um, no, we would Trump, be over though, here. A lot again. of us would be over here. A lot of us would but be not, over here. They really wouldn't be what over I mean here. Is like in this condition. <laughs> in this condition. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like traveling. our condition just might be a little better. Indeed. Mm hmm. Nah, I, I feel you, man. I feel you. We're working on the time machines. Don't worry about it. You know, we're trying to mm-hmm. pick this shit up. You know, but um, crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The wake up yeah, call so that pre- that's President what I want to make sure provided. we push it. I just want to make sure we yeah. push this. After we do this lecture, we'll do something else. Um, and I just want to make sure we keep pushing it. You know what I mean? And just never what, stop. What role do you would you want to see the teachers in the conscious community play for the collective of the conscious community? You know, I'm not sure how you exactly identify with the community as to the different groups and who's who. Mm-hmm. But what, what what kind of um how could they add on to help with well, spreading the information and combating the genocide or you know, the um what you perceive as the threat to our people. Okay. I'll I'll speak objectively because of course in the conscious community they have different beliefs and stuff like that. So I'll just speak objectively. They need to stop living in the past. The conscious community as a whole is still living five thousand years ago. You know what I mean? They still and this is no disrespect to nobody. I've said it to them personally. You know, I speak to quite a few of them. So what I'm saying is not new. So they should not take offense. 
but they're living. If, if we still talking about a motherfucking beetle, a motherfucking bowl of soup or some shit that they found in the sand, so to prove that we was there and we getting killed left and right. What's, I mean, just wait. Put, put this, let's get some balance of scales. Like, you know how you get some balance of scales and see what yeah. weighs more. And whatever weighs more, let's fuck with that. Okay, so the pyramids was built for the sake of argument. I'm not going to debate who built the pyramids. I'm not going to debate who's smarter or who's not. So for the sake of argument, 5,000 years ago, niggas was in Egypt. They built pyramids, had all type of high science and all of that shit. Now, 2016, we're getting killed left and right, aborting our babies, they're getting raped, they're getting killed, they're getting slaughtered, all of this shit. That shit outweighs. It's like having uh, uh, the big girl from Empire on a seesaw yeah. with the little yeah. homo. You understand? <laughs> she going to be yeah. on the ground. The other cat, he's going to fly up into space. Like, get that shit the fuck out of here. That's where they need to take that information that they're teaching and throw that shit out the window. And let's deal with real shit today. Today, in 2016, even though the white man calls this a new year, for us it won't be a new year till April, but the white man calls this a new year. So if we're going to yeah. call this a new year, all of that stuff has to go. Like, we beyond, like we've got to elevate beyond that. If they're leaders, oh. now, if they're not leaders and they just lecture speakers and shit like that and want to be historians, which right. Say again? But I said it, it could all just be for entertainment because, you know, our people need a level of entertainment, obviously. Right. That's, That's what I'm saying. Organizing them and gets their right. attention. But let me but ask you, know what, I'll let you finish first. Okay. okay, no sweat. But you know what, though? Even with that galvanizing, like I said this, um, when I, I was sitting down, it was me, Polite, Inky, Kazazaza, Card, Sarnet, at Sarnet's crib. And I'll say the same thing. And I, I said, was there. I was there too. Oh, that's right. You was you was there too. And I said, yeah. they damn near idolized Polite, Unk, Seti, Inky, you, Blue, um, Reggie, Infidigi. Um, they damn near idolized y'all. Now, I'm not putting y'all in it. Y'all a little different to me. Y'all too. But they idolized them. It would be more powerful if they took that power and said, let me lead these people this way. I mean, if you want to do a lecture or do a debate every now and again, you know what I mean, to give that little humor because it's serious and you want to give a little humor or some shit like that, that's cool. But I've yet to really see them do something that addresses what's directly affecting black people. You know, it'd be mainly the Bible ain't shit, the Israelites ain't shit, we're going to prove this, we're going to prove that or whatever. That's all good. At the end of the day, it's going to be a never-ending argument. Because if you staunch on yours and I'm staunch on mine, it ain't going to go nowhere. But you know what? Black people is getting killed outside. Black people do need food. Children do need fathers. Women need counseling. Women need husbands. It's a ton of stuff that we got more important to do. So I'm not against debates. Everybody's heard me say that. I don't want that to get misconstrued. I'm not against debates. But I am against not addressing today's issues and living 5,000 years ago. I am against that. Okay, let me ask you, brother, in terms okay. of, you know, a biblical perspective, um, mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, or, or the debate in the community is about the validity of the Bible or this, that, or the other. I'm not going to mm -hmm. engage you in that. I'm going to ask you from your perspective from right. where you are, okay, because these are the eyes that 
fashion your sight based on what you come outside and see. So, one, where do you see our positioning in this particular country or, you know, this landmass and this biblical perspective? That's one. And two, the conditions that you see us going through as a people, how does this fit in into your biblical narrative and perspective? Mm-hmm. And three, you know, are these telling times that something is, you know, are these are these signs that we're in a particular time that something is going to come to intercede or mm-hmm. that a calling, a clarion call for you to do exactly what you're doing as the mm-hmm. house of Israel? That's what I appreciate it. Um, number one and number two, I probably answer together. And number three, I answer separately. And the reason why I say that, because to first answer number one, I would have to put number two first. And the reason why I say that is because um, from our perspective, the condition that we are in is our fault. So the, con- the way we get out of that condition is also our uh, way, like it's in our control, basically. Like for, mu- for us, the reason why we got in this condition, because, again, it goes back to the law, statute, commandments. It goes back to following after the most high. We call him Yahweh. Some people say God or Lord or whatever English translation they use, but in Hebrew his name is Yahweh. And so because we left those laws is why we are destroyed. And like any good father, he's punishing us for rejecting him, which we also have to admit, and we have to face ourselves. So when it comes to the economic standpoint, like the the scriptures say the kingdom of heaven is in you. And what that means is you ain't got to be out here and be poor. Like that's another thing they think uh, Israelites don't want to get no money. That's not true. Or Israelites want to be poor and look all sorrowful and so forth like that. That's not true. I got a big-ass door knocker on my neck that people like to clown me for because they hating. They probably won't wear it themselves, but it's too heavy for their neck. That shit weigh a lot. But, <laughs> but, um, but um, so if we will follow the law, statutes, and commandments, it wouldn't re- really be that hard for everything to start flowing from that. Because now, as consumers, which black people are the number one consumers, if we had that moral compass or that law to keep our brothers first, when we consume, it would actually be consuming with other businesses where Red Pill wouldn't be on the street no more. Well, he might start out on the street, but then he would be in that uh, business. He would be in a building. He would be like a Walmart or some shit like that. You got sisters that do hair. They would run the whole, say again? I need a factory. I need to get up. Exactly. Now, if brothers, if we actually put our people first and didn't spend our money with the Koreans and Chinese and East Indians and white and Arabs all goddamn day, we would have it. But we don't have that law. We don't have that law where really the white man, the way the white man gives us crumbs, we're supposed to give him our crumbs. That's what he's supposed to get from us. We can put the white man in poverty very easy, very easy. And that's why even if you look at slavery, when they so-called freed us inside of 40 years, we built three colleges. There ain't been a black college built since integration, since civil rights. Now, now we built three major colleges 40 years removed from slavery, which shows you how fucking powerful we are because you had slaves just getting free that's just winging it. And our natural ability is far greater than a white man that studied, went to Harvard, Yale, whatever school you want to talk about. I try to point this out as much as I can, okay, because people like to talk about Tulsa, but they don't put it in perspective. One, Mm -hmm. Tulsa was built on 40 acres, okay? That's Mm -hmm. one. So if you're looking at 
the magnitude of what 40 acres can yield you, look at Tulsa too. The residents of Tulsa and the businessmen, okay, were able to do what people are raving about in a few years. They didn't only have businesses. They were masters of their industry. They didn't go to school. How would they master doctors? How are they master bankers? How are they masters in all of these? Everything that they were doing business-wise was elite. And uh-huh. they did that in a few, you know, Tulsa was built a few years removed out of slavery. This was yeah. right after the Tears. And yeah. people will give you the narrative to say they were the slaves that the quote-unquote Indians brought. So you're telling me that this is what slaves did after they came out? Because they, they, they said they walked barefoot right. from all of these different places, the trail of tears. North Carolina, what have you, and uh-huh. the majority of the people that comprised Tulsa came from Mississippi, okay? So this is what you're telling me that an ex-slave was able to do in a few years, getting amongst themselves? Uh-huh. And you wouldn't try that every chance? Like, even with Neo, they said, shit, <laughs> like, it was six or seven before you. They keep trying the same thing, and they keep right, right. Like, <laughs> like, you're not even going to try it out. You're just going to stay on the sidelines and be like, oh, no, nah, I ain't, you know, I'm not going to do that. Right. But we never investigate what went into these particular, what went into the, the, their demonstration where they were able to master their craft in such a short period of time. Yeah, Which and I think. The tragedy. Yeah, and I think they realized what black folk don't realize today, and that's that we don't need white people. And white folk was jealous of that shit. I think that's right. like I think that's one of the most important elements that black people, if we can get over that, like right now we think we need them. Like black folk, when they think about separating from the white man, they think, man, how my life's going to cut on, they're going to cut them off. They don't <laughs> cut the Chinese people lights off, and they got a Chinatown. It, right. But it's, it's like embedded in our brain. And that's why they attacked Wall Street like they did. Everything that the white man does is psychological. The first air bombing in America was when they flew them planes over and threw them grenades out the fucking window on that city. And the reason why it was so horrific to put that in the psyche of black people, don't build no fucking city by yourself. Don't separate from us. Y'all going to have to include us in everything that you're doing. What happened when they built that city back up? They had white folk with them. And that's mm-hmm. how they all, when they would have been better, like, like, you see them Arabs, I ain't with the Muslims, I ain't with them at all. But here's one thing you got to get them damn Arabs. They going to fight that white man to the end of time, period. They'll strap a bomb on their backs. They'll throw rocks at a goddamn tank because in their mind, they're not going to give up. Now, the only difference between the Arabs and us is that the Arabs was not an oppressed nation for hundreds of years before they had a chance or opportunity to even fight back. The Arabs have always been a free people. So because they was a free people, at least in this time, so because they was a free people and don't have that object of oppression, they don't have the psychological damage that we do. But we have to learn that if a thousand of us got to die so that a million can live, then that thousand should die. If a million of us got to die so that 10 million, so that 50 million can live, then let a million black people die. I would rather that happen, that we can be free from the white man, than to have five million people follow after him, and then the five million people be the one to kill a million people that want to fight, which is yeah. also one of our biggest battles. Our biggest wow. battles be our own people fighting us. 
Why do you feel that that logic is so scary to black people? Because, because they, nobody's volunteering to miss season three of Empire. Like, why do <laughs> right. why do they want to hold on to this so much just to cry about it? I think if you look at uh, the two, and this in America's sojourn, right? If you look at the two greatest leaders, whether we agree with their ideologies or not, because I don't agree with neither one of them, but the two greatest leaders uh, in black folks' minds is Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. You got the nonviolent sissies that roll with Malcolm Martin. You got the gangsters that will roll with Malcolm. And what the white man did was kill both of them. And the psychological effect that that does, and when I'm saying white man, we know brothers kill Malcolm. Smoke is still orchestrated by the so-called white man. And what that did psychologically was what Martin, in Martin's case, he was a man that was supposed to be nonviolent. He didn't fight. He let you punch him in the face. He'd do whatever. And the white man killed him. And then you had the other side where Malcolm was like, now nah, we're going to get guns. We're going to fight back. We're going to do whatever. So they took the militant. They took the famous militant cat. They took the famous nonviolent cat and killed both of them. And for black people, that was like, well, damn, we ain't got it out either way. Whether we fight or whether we show the ultimate love, he'll still kill us. So just give me your trinket, and I'm going to be quiet. That's the psychological damage. Like, you got to think like that when you think the white man. Don't just think he assassinated Martin. You got to think why he assassinated Martin. Don't just think he orchestrated Malcolm getting killed. You got to look at why he got him killed. No different than the media with the hip-hop. You know, hip-hop in the 80s uh, was hardcore, always addressing the stigmas in the black community, always. If something violent, oh, violent act, like if all of them killings happened in the 90s, I guarantee you hip-hop, even black actors back then, would be standing up for the atrocities that's going on, not in today's time. Because what did they start doing? They started weeding out them cats. So P.E. got to go to the back. X-Clan got to go to the back. All of them brothers that would speak on a positive level. And you still had gangster rap that existed at the same time. You just had both sides of the spectrum. And they existed really evenly. Like when he was on WB, say again? Simultaneously, which reminds right. me that um, NWA is hitting the DVDs family. So make sure that you go see that NWA decoded that we put out where we talked about everything that we're talking about now, about the fact that street knowledge was our first, you know, that was our conscious teachers in the 80s. It was the interpretation. Hello? No, I'm here. I was talking to Curtis. I'm here. It was, it was the interpretation of the lessons that these young brothers who came out of the slums of a dystopian society, similar to what Detroit looks like right now, these brothers who were the, they, they were the, proverbial roses that grew out of the concrete, right, the lotus flowers, they created a culture, right, that fed mm-hmm. the whole world, that's feeding the whole world right now. This, this world is feasting on that. That parasite is on top of that host. How could black boys be broke in America and you are the progenitors of a trillion-dollar culture? It doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't make sense. Right. This is your culture. How right. is everybody appropriating your culture? How the hell don't you have a job and you belong to hip-hop? It don't make sense. Your, mm. it, it's, your shit sells everywhere. They selling toilet right. paper with hip-hop. They're selling and that goes, toilet paper. Yep, and that goes right along to 
always wanting your daddy's affection. Like instead of looking at the most high as our father or looking at a black man as our father, we run to that white man as if he was our daddy, period. And that is the problem. So when you say why is that paradigm there, you got to look at those. That's why you see it ain't never really been no real. And, again, I don't agree with Malcolm or Martin. I lean, When I was young, I leaned more towards Malcolm um, because he was more militant. He wasn't really no soft or sissy. But when you look at them two, outside of Khalid Muhammad, oh, I love that nigga. Like, I don't think, I don't, outside of Kenny <laughs> Hunter, I don't think there's a person that hated white people more than Khalid Muhammad. I used to see, like, five <laughs> veins bust out his head and shit. Like, outside of Khalid Muhammad, you ain't really seen nobody on the forefront for black folk. And when I'm saying on the forefront for black folk, to be on the forefront for black people, you got to be against their number one enemy, which is the white man, which is this system. Now, this is why school of UPK been doing it since 69, but they don't put us on the forefront. Only time they, we get on the forefront is if they try to stop us from speaking and we go to court and then we get on the news story, but they won't put us on the forefront. But when you look at who they put on the forefront, all of them kiss the white man's ass. All of them. Yeah. Or all of them are with homosexuals. Yeah, all of them. All of them compromise, man, all of them. So I say death to them too. So because, again, if you work for the white man, you are an enemy to me. And when I say work for the white man, I ain't talking about your little everyday slavery that you got to work. Work that slavery. What I'm talking about is, yes, sir, boss, we sick. That's the type of nigga I'm talking about. Like I listened to an interview last night, good night. So that's that's the type of shit that I'm talking about. Um so, and that's another paradigm that we fight, because at the same time, when you have brothers like myself, Commander Jane Hanna, General Mahayman, Katazar Zakar, when you got brothers like us speaking against these atrocities, you got the uppity niggas that's embracing it. That's why, again, Jada won't speak against the Oscars. Will Smith don't say shit. I think Jada's the man in the relationship. Don't say shit. But they don't say shit about their homosexuality, and they'll let their man, excuse me, they'll let their son be a girl. And then yeah. and then on another note, there was a photo back in the day, like maybe like a year or two ago, where their daughter was with a grown white boy. A grown white boy. Bed yep. together. Laid up in a bed. Laid no up willow. in a bed together. Now what you think? Yeah. What you now you got a white man in a bed with a black young black girl. He's molesting her. And nobody's saying nothing about mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? And, and more people worried about that goddamn Bill Cosby than they worried about black folk condition. I don't really care. I'm so sick of hearing about uh, Bill Cosby. I just wish the shit would go away personally. You know what I mean? Johnny Hunter said at least he wasn't drugging black women. <laughs> but, but I'm so sick of that. And even that stuff just being distraction. So everybody talking about that or they talking about Steve Harvey with the pageant. Who gives a damn about that, man? We got more important issues. Bill Cosby ain't been black for a long time. Why do we care? That's like talking about OJ. You understand? Know mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's the new OJ? Yeah, that's the new OJ. Now now you want black love. I do like that black lawyer, though. That black lawyer oh, she got. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, I do like she's her. Fine. But, you know, she treating that shit like her come up. You know what I mean? So we got to deal with is. all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe with the next election we do might be on drugs and shit. 
an epidemic that that's played, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, it's tons of stuff that we got to touch that's, on. Yeah, that, that's Second. my next question. That's oh, okay, my next good. question. Good. I had a video, it's kind of, you know, it was about three years old. It's kind of controversial, but, you know, mm-hmm. hey, who cares? I said right. in the video that when I look at the Hebrew Israelites, you know, I recognize the militancy in you. I look at you through the eyes of a leader. I look at you through the eyes of an organizer. I look at you through the eyes of someone who, you know, has his day live glasses on. But I'm also a proponent of Ultron, meaning that if, you know, the beast that we are facing is too or rather very sophisticated and strong and all-encompassing, that I'm under the impression that it's going to take multiple schools of knowledge and thought to come together to deliver the blow, the kind of blow to that beast that would be felt, it would be, uh, it would register with the beast. And um, I was like, yo, he really just realized that they, in my eyes, that's the military. You know what I'm saying? Like the discipline, mm-hmm. the fact that they've, the, the fact that they are disciplined. If I had to pick somebody to do something and to keep it on the, uh, to be disciplined, to be very, you know, um, militant about, you know, what it is that they've done. You know, like how you got your Navy sales. They, right. they they don't talk, you know what I'm saying? They handle their business, and they're disciplined. It is about the character and the moral and things of that nature. And um, you know, I see that in I don't see that in a lot of people, but I see that in some. The FOI, I see that in them, um, you know, mm-hmm. maybe one or two other groups. Right. What I, yeah, what I want to know from you because I also said in that same video is that, you know, you see a lot of brothers, they conveniently hop over the um, homeless person. They run past the drug dealers going down. They spin around the prostitute. They, you know, uh, you know, they, 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 they do the, uh, you know, like in John Madden, when you do the shake and move. Right, right, move right, around, right. They shake and move around <laughs> the killers. Right, and then they're right. running up they running up on the Hebrew Israelites. You know, wait, they they ran past a rapper who was selling a CD that said, Fuck these hoes, we don't love them. And then mm-hmm. they ran up on the Hebrew Israelites and was like, Shame on you brothers. You call women bitches. <laughs> you know. Right. Ran past all the tragedies, all the landmines in the hood where people are stepping on and being annihilated and destroyed. You know, mm-hmm. um one of the main eyesores that we all have to encounter when we go into the public, you know, our people in their most savage ways, but those people being um, um, uh, byproducts, you know, um, the savings of something that's a little more severe and more detrimental and more cancerous in the hood, and that would be the drug dealers or the drug trade, mm-hmm. you know, right. at its lowest level, right, at its lowest, at, at, the, at the level where it's operating as an arm of those who supply them, El Chapo's boss in them. You know what I mean? We're talking mm-hmm. about those blue bloods. We're talking about the operation that has been perpetuated through heroin, through cocaine powder, through um, heroin again this time around, through crack, uh, through pills, synthetic drugs, and the proliferation of all of these mind-altering distractions, you know, um, highly addictive, uh, highly toxic you know, and we know the effects, side effects, the collateral damage, and all of the things that has caused over the decades. What group would be 
right enough? What group would be the ones to clean that up? What groups would confront that? What, what, in your eyes, what, what segment of the conscious community or the Hebrew Israelite camps would be deputized to begin approaching that in a way that they could bring a solution to, to these things that are plaguing us in our communities where our mothers and grandmothers and daughters and sons are not safe? Well, I feel um, Israelite School UPK is definitely well fit to um, to deal with that. I mean, as you was telling me, I was just thinking back to the clips that I've seen of Commander Jenny Hanna being down in D.C. dealing with drug dealers. Like, we deal with them all the time. Like, you know, a lot of stuff, like, you know, of course, what y'all see mostly from us is the videos, you know what I mean, on the street when we at camp, you know, because we record them for a few purposes. We record them for videos to go out, but we also record them in case incidents happen. That way we have it on camera and so forth. Uh, Right. You know what I mean? It just protects us, you know what I mean? Because especially, like, we learned that from being in D.C., when the cops used to harass us, we would have it on footage, so we just started doing that everywhere, and that's something that was done uh, back in the days at uh, One West. But behind the scenes, you know, we always dealing with um, drug dealers, whether we facing them as far as telling them to stop, whether we counseling them because they want to stop, whether we go into yes. the prisons to deal with them, like we got brothers coming home from prisons as officers in the school, where they might have went in as a drug dealer, but they come home as officers as ready officers. to get put foot on. Yeah, and the reason why I say yes. officers is because in our school we have a, a ranking system of officers, captains, generals, uh, and then the highest ranking would be a high priest or something like that. So that's our ranking. Okay. Or troopers. I'm sorry. We start with troopers, officers, captains, generals, and so forth. So for them to come home as an officer, that means they went through the trooper program, they passed the officer's test, and now they're certified to do this work. So to combat that drugs or drug dealers, uh, we do that regularly in New York, Philadelphia, uh, D.C., across the globe. Because when you look at um, drug dealers, I remember um, I used to use the analogy that it was better in the 70s and 80s, like it was not the 80s rather, but like in the 70s when it was just heroin and coke. And I used to, I used to say it was better back then, and then when the crack came, it messed up. But then as, yeah. I got, as I started to analyze it, I looked at it differently. And the reason why it seems like it was better when it was the heroin and the dope and stuff like that is not because it was better because it wasn't. It was just the infant stage of what would later become the eradication of the black race. So before mm. the heroin and stuff, before the heroin and stuff came in, black people was already together. You know what I mean? If you go back, let's say if seventies was the boom of heroin, especially after around Vietnam hit. So in the seventies mm-hmm. was the boom. In the sixties, fifties, forties, you know, black people were more together then. You know, what I mean? it wasn't as divisive on that street. Your mama was everybody, every every woman on the block was your mama. Could beat you at any time. Dad, the yep. pops could discipline you and bring you to your actual mama and tell you about it. That whole it takes a village to raise a child, that actually existed. You know what I mean? And that's not to say there wasn't no issues at all because, of course, there was, but it was a unit. It was a family. And so when that heroin and stuff came in, that was the start of the destruction of that family. You know what I mean? So I used to say that it was better back then, but I wish that shit never took place. You know what I mean? And that's what I teach uh, brothers on the street. That's what we teach them all. Not to glorify no drug dealer, 
I don't care what is perceived that they were uh, doing because a drug dealer is no different than a Christian preacher, and we all hate them. A drug dealer is no different than a Muslim leader. A drug dealer is no different than the so-called white man because you're using the very tool that the white man is providing. to In your mind, now, in your mind, you think, I'm going to use this to come up because I need to feed my family or whatever, but in feeding your family, you're killing millions of other black families. You're not even. And I always ask. I always ask, damn, how much of your family got to eat? Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Big ass man. They say I got to feed my kids and shit, and half of them niggas ain't taking care of their kids, but they got to (laughs) feed their kids. I got a daughter. I got a son. My son needs diapers. Diapers cost like twenty dollars or some shit like that. I got a I got a one year old right now. I could buy diapers for. I ain't got to sell no crack. Just for diapers. I ain't got to sell heroin just for diapers. You're doing it because you don't give a fuck about your people at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. what we try to do, and we don't sugarcoat it. That's another thing, man. Like, even drug addicts themselves. Like, I personally, which I've learned under Jenny Hunter, Jenny Muhammad, and so forth, I've personally gotten people off of drugs. And I ain't need no damn, um, what they be having, a 12-step program? I ain't need a 12-step yeah. program. I ain't need a pack. I ain't have to tell them none of that. Um, you can just deal with them. And that's all through the grace and mercy of the most high that you're able to do that. So I think there's like me personally, you put Israelite school, UPK man in every house and the black folk, black household will be fixed inside of six months. That's my solution for black people. And as far as dealing with drugs and so forth like that, like that's really my solution. And, and really, because I've seen that work, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. no knock. To anybody else, because, of course, for us, we follow the Bible. We believe that's the only way to fix black people. But I'm not always, I'm not one that's always in combative mode where I got to consistently tear somebody down because I deal with, I deal with you and Blue. I deal with Sarnetta. I deal with Unk. I deal with um, other Israelite brothers. I deal with a lot of people. And my, my reasoning is, the same way I was wanting to the truth is the same way I want to win y'all into what we call the truth because I know y'all consider what y'all in is the truth. And so sometimes mm-hmm. you may have to clash a little bit, but that don't mean I got to fight with you all the time. That also don't mean I got to hate you. That also don't mean I got to make tons of videos where I'm saying, fuck this motherfucker, but, 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 you know what I mean, wasting time with that because all you're doing mm-hmm. is just a stereotypical thing. I'd rather stay in my lane of fixing black people. Now, if you do cross the line, it's different. But yeah. as long as you stay on your side and don't cross <laughs> that line. <laughs> well, cross that line, yeah. That, that line is called synonymous globally. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny That's is... That's the new, you got to get this work. Yeah. Cross that line. <laughs> What's funny is every time I hear that, I think of that 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 moment, but... If um and I wasn't saying that to bring it up, it just came out. But if you cross that line, then that's different. But other than that, our number one mission is the condition of blacks and Hispanics, and we address that daily. Not just what people see as far as the videos go, but we just address it, you know, on a daily basis. We trying to figure out what to do, how to do this, and so forth now, like that. I'm glad you said that. As somebody who's residing here in New York City, you know what I'm saying, and very familiar with the demographics, the dynamics, and the social interactions of these streets. How do you feel when you hear people that may not really know how areas like New York work, you know, 
they seem to want to attack the Hispanics, quote-unquote Hispanics, and throw them in the same grouping as Europeans and say that, you know, it's only uh, quote-unquote black race first. We don't have no space-time or compassion for anyone that's not under that particular roof, and they seem to not see Puerto Ricans, Americans, and things of that nature, you know what I mean, even Mm -hmm. though, you know, I I constantly ask these brothers, you know, what does it mean to be black? Is, Is it a a paper bag text you have to pass. Right, like right. you only gotta be born in the fifty states. Like what the hell is it? Because right. you have <laughs> I, I have no idea. So, you know, like what, what, how you feel about that? Well, I feel like that's okay, that's one of the benefits of growing up. Like I grew up, um I'm from Jersey City. You know, I've been to New York. New York is damn near like my second home now. But even in Jersey City where I grew up one of the benefits we had was, you know, blacks and Hispanics for us. We've been tied from the hip forever. You know what I mean? I was always with Dominicans or Puerto Ricans, Mexicans. I was always with them Hispanic brothers. You know what I mean? So it just seemed natural. You know what I mean? It just be around them. But when you go outside of that, when you go outside of us, um, it's easier to have that divisiveness. And the one thing that the uh, so-called white man does is he uses that as an enemy against us, which is hard to do in New York and Jersey and stuff like that because we grew up together, so to speak. But in other cities, it's not that hard we to created, have that. We created hip hop together, right? Exactly. The beat. Are you, you know going to remove that dancing? dynamic? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we did everything. Like that's what been bugging me out. That, I'm gonna tell you something. That's what bugged me out the most when cats be mad at us because we got the Puerto Ricans on our side. But then they got, but then they chill with Puerto Ricans. You know what I mean? When, when we got Dominicans on our side, when everybody fuck with side, now that he's Dominican, he don't like to hear that. But that's what he is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it be bugging me out when people do that. But here's why. Now I'll tell you why they don't like us, particularly when we say it. It's because we accept the Puerto Ricans and the Dominicans, but we denounce actual Africans, like anybody that's an actual African. So because we denounce them but we accept a, a Puerto Rican or Dominican, that's why. But the divisiveness as far as America goes or as far as the world goes is because that's the same divisiveness that the white man used with North Korea and South Korea. They divided that shit. One side supports Russia, one side supports America or gets support from them, and then they have their divide, not because they really different from each other, and it's the same with Puerto Ricans and blacks. We ain't different from each other at all. We got the same attitude. We got the same spirit, same vibe. I don't care if they speak in English or Spanish. We all rock together. But the only reason we divide is because the white man said, because they got, they got better hair than black people, y'all got to be divided. Or their skin color is a different color, so you got to be divided. When we all, the one thing we all got in common, how you know we related is we all oppressed by the same goddamn devil. Just imagine Puerto Ricans, when you go when you go into a black neighborhood, you see the Arabs can flourish, the Chinese can flourish, the East Indians can flourish. They all can flourish. But blacks and Hispanics do not flourish. That is not by design. Excuse me, that is not by accident. That is because the white man specifically nice. targets Sp- us. Sp- Spanish flourish, brother. 
No, I mean, not, not on a grand, not on a grand scale like that, though. Not like you, not like you would think it would seem. Now, it it may appear that way because again, you could mm-hmm. easily see them. You but have, it's not right. a, You have your select right. ones that would be the grossest. Um, right. You know, operate the groceries in the bodegas. Even when you look at them, if you hang around those situations long enough, there's often a level of suppression that comes mm-hmm. in that dynamic, and it comes from the mainland. So a lot nice. of the Dominicans that you see that have the supermarkets, they was damn near like slave drivers and overseers for the sugar plantations and all of that in DR. That's mm-hmm. why you always see them with the dark Dominicans utilizing them as their workforce, but they ain't taking them home with them. Those are not people yeah, that a lot they're of them. Yeah, a lot of them probably store is owned by Jewish men. They just put Poppy mm-hmm. in the front. You know yeah. what I mean? So he's just a slave. Like, it's, it's all going to go just back to slave, no matter who they put on the forefront. So I would say that it's just about even. The only reason we look at it as different is because we see them differently. Like, when I see Puerto Ricans, I see a nigger, period. So I don't look at them mm-hmm. differently. So I see us in the same plight. But a lot of people, when they see the Puerto Rican or the Mexican or the Dominican or whatever, because they see them as different, they look at it differently. When the Mexican is looked at worse than niggers almost, they call immigrants. They won't let them into a country that was once theirs. The part of Mexico that they even live in, is because when those Spaniards came over here conquering and they flew and they fought them right. and the Mexicans escaped to Mexico, that part of Mexico was the worst part of that region. So the white man ain't wanted anyway because it wasn't workable, couldn't do shit with it. That's why when you see Mexico, Mexico fucked up. I don't know who would want to go to Mexico. You know what, What's that place in Mexico they go to, Cancun? I don't see why a nigga would go to Cancun, personally. You nah, go to the I beach. heard Cancun popping. Yeah, go a mile I heard, into I heard they fixed it up. We went to yeah. uh, we went to Cozumel. Um, we went on, we went to Cozumel. Yeah, go go, in, to, go uh, into it though. Go into it. <laughs> go into it. Yeah, go, good. yeah, go into that city. We ain't gonna see red <laughs> and blue no more. <laughs> we go. We gonna be like, where red at, man? He went into what's that city you just said? Where you at, bro? I can't uh, hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna go back? We go. Where was he? Yeah, he was last seen in Gaza Mel. We ain't seen <laughs> him ever since. And shit, that's how it's gonna be. Cause it's messed up. You know what I mean? So we we oh, really okay. gotta stop looking at. It's like the only and really the only reason we look at him like that is because the white man said, or the white man puts him in a position over black people for that sole purpose. There's a book called uh, the Black Indians where. It tells you in history, when blacks first came over here and got with the Native Indians and Mexicans, we actually united against the so-called white man because we had that common enemy. And what the white man started doing was he started letting the Indians get slaves, and he started letting blacks get slaves of Indians, and he started having that animosity. What he also started was light skin versus dark skin, where now we look at a light-skinned brother like he's uh, different than a dark-skinned brother. And then the light-skinned brother act like he's so much better because he got lighter skin than the dark-skinned one. So all of that is just uh, play playoffs that the so-called white man has done. I mean, you think about it, this is a 500-year experiment that the white man is doing, and in 2016 he got it down packed, which is why with the third question that you asked, 
as far as do I see a climax coming, I absolutely do. I see a total climax. If you not only just look at the condition in America, if you just look at the earth, the way Russia, what Russia, the stuff that Russia is doing with shooting down planes and stuff like that, what Turkey is doing, what all of these nations is doing, it's it's about to, it's it's like water simmering and it's it's bubbling right now. And then it's going to start boiling. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that. Um, you know, because oftentimes because of our um, social approach towards explaining where we're at and what's going on, we often approach these conversations with the language that is of the day and the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whereas with you, you were supplied with a conversation and a narrative, right, based on the Bible. Right. So, and they said that a lot of what was written was written in codex. So you would see a situation like Russia popping off. You would see a situation such as what we see in Syria. And in the Bible it said that when you see war encroaching upon Damascus, these are signs that, you know, these particular, you know, end times or, you know, large-scale uh, wars or what have you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These were particular signs you're supposed to pay attention to. They said that when the bear fights the eagle, all of this is in Daniel, you know what I'm saying? All of right. these are part of the right. prophecies and revelations. So even with that eye, are you able to, you know, bypass and look at the European for who he is and still see that there's still prophecy and the fact that if we're looking at the earth as a chessboard and we're looking at the creator for who and what he is, that, you know, there's still pieces that are moving that we Mm -hmm. just should be identifying what those pieces are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's damn near like what Daniel spoke about, what uh, Ezra spoke about, what John the Revelator spoke about. It's damn near like how you said where we see it moving, like we seeing all of that play out now. Like you brought up the bear and the eagle. If you go to the golden, uh, to the body that Daniel saw, where you had the gold, the silver, the bronze, and you had the clay, those were different kingdoms. And each kingdom actually got less, got worse. That's why the head started out as gold, and then by the time he got to the bottom, it was clay because it was worse. Now we look at it like, like we look at ancient times as if they was primitive only because of the so-called technology that we think we got. But with all this technology, we're worse than we was back then. Our food is worse. Our water is worse. Our air is worse. Everything about us is worse than it was back in the day. That's why we die shorter. Now, of course, black folk don't live long anyway. But if, you was, if we were to even try to live long, we couldn't. That's why we get the diseases that we get. You understand? So it's actually worse. And from a prophetic standpoint, we see it play out. That's why when he asked me the question, do I see a climax coming? I absolutely see it. When you look at the world powers, would there even like the economy falling? The scriptures say it would be a, a, a barley a wheat for a penny and so forth, meaning the price of everything would go up, but the value will go down. Like you pay more, but you get less. That's a sign right. of the end times. The scriptures say that there'll be wars yeah. and rumors of wars. That, that's happening okay. with potato chips. Yeah. 
Man, you open up a bag of potato chips, it's all air hot. I don't care. And it's shit cost three dollars. Yeah, yeah. You got you spend three dollars, you get the twenty five cent bag you used to get in the eighties. You spend three dollars. I remember in the eighties that bag used to be filled up. A simple yeah. bag of potato chips. You know what I'm saying? So like when we look at the sign of the times, and we look at now, you also got to add that Middle East. The reason why it's always going to be war in that Middle East is because that land don't belong to none of them. I don't care what anybody said in the interview. That Jewish man is not a Jew. And when he was putting that land, them Palestinians, that land don't belong to them. That land belongs to us. That land belongs to the Most High. And that's why there's always war there. And people try to knock the Bible and, um, you know, talk about Egypt and Ethiopia. And I'll never deny that Egypt was a great nation. I'll never deny that the Ethiopians or Kush was a great nation. I'll never take it away from no nation. You can't even say America wasn't great, even though it's the worst. It's still a great nation. It's still a power. But everything is centered around what they call the Middle East. Everything focuses on that. Everybody's trying to attack that, bomb that. Get these people out of here. And that's what we call the Valley of Decision or the Valley of Jehoshaphat. And you're going to soon see every nation hover in that area. You're going to see China and Russia. You're going to see Turkey. You're going to see um, the Syrians. All of them are going to be in that region, and it's going to be ball game. And we're going to be sitting over here worrying about, like you said, the third season of the empire. Is they going to bring the wire back? Uh are we going to get an Oscar award? We're going to be sitting here worried about dumb shit. And meanwhile, World War Three right around the corner. And that's prophesied in the Bible. So for us, them, that prophetic standpoint is the reason why we tell everybody they need to stand behind the Israelite school of UPK. Y'all brothers come along. Scripture say, gather yourself together, O nation I desire. So when brothers get together, this ain't magic. This ain't like when I, I always use the same analogy. When you watch The Matrix, when that broad wanted to fly the helicopter, she told the cat what type of helicopter it was, and he zapped that instruction into her brain, and then she automatically knew what to do. Well, the truth ain't nothing like that. It ain't like we're going to all get together, we're just going to magically know what to do. We're going to all get together, and we're going to figure it out. But we have to get together. We have to sit right. down. We have to strategize. We have to say, okay, you this, I'm this. Let's come together. Let's work it out so that we can fix this nation. And then we use it from what, from our standpoint, we use that book. If you want to call it, you can call it a code of ethics. You can call it a will and testament. You can call it a Bible. You can call it the records. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But that book has the instructions that will actually heal us. The proof is the very prophecies that written in the Bible that you brought out is coming true today. So if the prophecies is true, the laws got to be true. Who those people are got to be true. So we have to, at some point, recognize that and take back what's properly ours. Black folk always taking their shit. We've been all different parts of history. We've been a part of the Moors. We've been a part of the Arabs. We've been a part of the Egyptians. We've been a part of the Africans. We've been a part of America today. And we all play a part in that history. For the most part, we're probably the best part of that history, which is why we think we them people. Because when we was mixed among them people is when they were the best. The reason why America is the best is because blacks and Hispanics make this motherfucker run. Excuse my language. That's why America is the best. The reason why the Moors had any type of glory is because we was there. If the Arabs had any type of glory, it's because we was there. 
the Egyptians had any type of glory, it's because we was there. And that's why America has this glory. So now when are we going to say enough of giving our glory, of giving this power that we got with 40 years, in 40 years' time we can build three colleges. In 40 years, three colleges. Ain't been a black college since then because we've given our power to somebody else. At some point, we got to give that power to ourselves. And don't nobody need more love than black people. We're the most endangered species on the face of the planet. They, they, you know how they put them endangered species? They put them in a special park so that nobody mm-hmm. can kill them? That's what <laughs> black folk need. Black folk need to be put in a special area so that nobody can kill us because we're an endangered species. That's what we are. So I hope I answered your question. You did. Um, You definitely gave me some thorough perspective to work with. I appreciate it. You mentioned something in your response about the Jews not being native to the Middle East, to Israel in particular. Right. And you also made mention of a video. Now, a video just went up. The interview just uh, took place yesterday on Brother Rich's channel with... um, with the uh, the representative of, uh, I I would guess, to say the Jews, you know, this this uh, individual is going to be in a debate. The rabbi, I forget his name, Rosenberg. Um, yeah, I guess that's his name. Yeah, he's going to be debating Brother Polite uh, in this coming debate on the twentieth of March. Mm-hmm. So. You know, from the outside looking in, as often is the case with what's going on with the Moors, you know, a lot of times people hear these terms and they kind of lump people together because they don't know the differentiation of school or sport or, or different paths and walks and what have you. So, you know, people are from the outside looking in. So when people hear about the Israelites uh-huh. and the Hebrews and they're on the outside looking in, I don't know if they quite know about different camps or different right. divisions, things of that nature. So just for the record, you know, what's your position? What are your thoughts on what's going on? You know, uh, do you share any of these um, same beliefs as this particular camp? You know what I'm saying? Well, one of the greatest things I like about the Israelite School of UPK is when you watch our videos, we got a nice intro. You got the fiery lion and, we call Yashaology and Mohammed busting it out and everything. And then it, the screen goes black. And then there's these words that pop up that say the Israelite School of UPK is not affiliated with no other is no other group, I think it might say now, but it used to say Israelite group. And the reason why we say that is because it's such a treasure as it is to grab your heritage back and find out that you're Israelite. It's always some whole-ass niggas that want to give that shit back to the same man that stole it from us in the first place. And I just don't see how you can read that Bible, whether you call it Torah, Tanakh, Old Testament, New Testament. I don't see how you can read that Bible and claim you understand it and not see that hook-nosed bastard as an imposter impersonating you. And the fact that he's impersonating you should show you that he hates you. Because if he actually, if, if the white Jewish man actually thought that we were the real Jews or said we were the real Jews, 
then somebody has to be the fake one. If I pull out, if we pull out Jordans and one got a fake pair and one got a real pair, they can't both be Jordans. One of them got to be fake. We need a real number 23 to show up. You can't have, both of them cannot be Jews. One of them has to be an imposter. And if he'll impersonate you, then he hates you. And how could you ever join in that? I was listening to this thing. Um, I was listening to this clip from Muhammad Ali, man. He said some real shit. It was an old clip. And he, they asked him about accepting white people. And I'll, I'll get back to your question. Let's lead right to it. And he was okay. like, he was like, imagine if you saw ten, you you saw ten thousand snakes, rattlesnakes, coming at you. A thousand of those rattlesnakes, out of that ten, actually was on your side. They understood what you were saying, but it's ten thousand of them coming at you. Are you mm-hmm. gonna sit there and try to find a thousand out of those ten thousand to see what's coming at you? Or are you gonna close the door and say fuck them snakes? You're gonna close the door and say fuck them snakes. And mm-hmm. all of them hook nosed bastards are snakes. And when I heard that tape last night, there was I did it, man. All right, this is the part I like sometimes I might get checked for some of the stuff that I say. So I'll be trying to control my tongue a little bit, but sometimes it get loose. That's why I got cut his eye. In here with me, so he could tell me if I get too loose. But a whore, any whore, what does a whore want to do besides get paid? What does a whore want to do? I'm asking y'all a question. Besides get paid, what does a whore want to do besides getting paid? A whore wants to get fucked up. That's what a whore wants, and a whore will whore him or herself out. To anybody that's not only willing to pay, but is willing to bang them. And that's what we have when you have anybody that decides to join themselves with the worst. Like, they don't rank white people, but the Jewish man is the worst. And to even join him to you is to omit the racist, excuse me, the slavery that he played a part in. Them Spaniards was mostly Jewish men that played a part in our slavery. They run this country. And if they think you a Jew, if they think black people are Jews, if and they follow the Torah, they're supposed to redeem their brother, so to speak, if we're all Jews, as they, as they say. But they don't. All they do is oppress us, just like every average white man oppresses us. And you always got some Negro willing to kiss their ass for a little trinket. And you can see the trinket when it, like in the, in the Maccabees, um, you had this devil, and the Maccabees is where we get the Feast of Iconicus from, or Hanukkah. And that was about when Maccabees and Judas Maccabees and his sons went and killed and beat all them white people and got our land back. And that right. white man did the same thing that they always try to do. He tried to give them admiration. Like he told Maccabees, he was like, man, there's nobody greater than you. You're a great leader. You should be a leader. You should be this and that. And Maccabees pissed on him. And he said, I don't want none of that. He killed the Israelite. They went to war. Well, nowadays, you got cats where that white man, he know how to soothe say you, and he know how to seduce you. And he'll tell you, I don't think there's anybody more knowledgeable. He's almost more smarter than me. And a fool will let that go to his head and will accept that white man into his fold. And, and, disres- and, and then want to say you about black people and then say, I don't put race first. 
That was another thing that came up from that video. I don't put race first. Now, here's the fucked up part. Every race puts race first. There's nothing. I'm not a person that's against race. I'm a person that's for race. Because racism just means I prefer my people first. It don't mean you can't deal with nobody else. But I put my people first. It ain't skin color. It ain't none of that because you got light-skinned blacks and you got dark-skinned black people. So it ain't skin. It ain't hair color. It ain't eye color. And here's the heavy part. White people don't battle over who's the brunette and who's the blonde, who got blue eyes and who got green eyes. If you're white, you're white, and you're on my side, period. Mm-hmm. We the only ones battle over light skin versus dark skin. And for some sellout Negro to say that I don't see race first, that cat bent over real low. So I can't mean to say it like that. You got to check me, got to that He bent over real low to receive that. That's all. <laughs> I mean, and it's really no other way to explain why you would allow some cracker to totally take your heritage and then you bend. Like, like the scriptures is, is not about, when you think about the prophets of the Bible, the prophets of the Bible did not compromise nothing. They didn't compromise who you slept with. They didn't compromise um, the laws. They didn't compromise what you were supposed to do. They didn't compromise your prayer. They didn't compromise nothing. And it was only about Israel. It wasn't about, and even, if, and even when it said the Torah would teach the nation, it still didn't put us on the same pedestal. I'll give an example. The Torah say um, if an animal, let's say if you got a cow and that cow dies of its own, like it just fall out and dies, you don't know why it dies, you cannot mm-hmm. eat that cow. But you can give that cow to another nation. Let them niggas eat the cow to show you that there's a difference between <laughs> <laughs> to show you that there's a difference between how Israelites are treated and how we treat everybody else. Otherwise, how are we special? You can't be together. You can't you can't um be in a kumbaya by the fire. Somebody gotta be the boss. And God wanted blacks and he wanted us to be the superheroes. He wanted us to be the X Men. But we wanna be the goddamn, you know, we wanna be Charles Xavier type of X Men and shit. You know, he want to get along with all the other nations and let the white man come. And I heard, I think the other thing he said was the only reason they wealthy because they keep the Torah. I don't know no white Jew that keeps the law. I don't know none. All of them suck baby penises. And what I mean by that is when that baby, that boy, when he eight days old, they call it, what they call it, Kataza? A moyo. They call it a moyo where they come and they suck and nibble on that baby's penis. Just tell me where that's at in the Torah, because I wouldn't be an Israelite. And the only reason we found out is because they was giving them little boys herpes. herpes These are yeah. rabbis. These are rabbis, the ones that they say keep in the Torah. These are rabbis giving these little boys. That's why when you see them Jewish men, they all look like they're homosexual, because they've been raped since they were eight days old. And that's what you're going to tell me. I got to join and accept. But you a real Hebrew. You're not a real Hebrew. You a Shebrew or some shit like that. Um, so that's how I feel. All of that nonsense that I watched. It was shameful to watch because the one thing that you said that was important was that people that don't know because I don't know where that white man come from, but but people that don't know him or they don't know of the real Israelites 
and what the real Israelites teach, they're going to look at this sellout Negro as the speaking point or the spokesperson for all blacks that consider themselves Israelites. So they're going to feel like, oh, these niggas want to be subservient to us. Well, what was we doing before we found out we was Israelites, being subservient to the so-called white man? So why would I even be an Israelite under that notion to go from one set of white people? So I ain't going to be a servant to the Aryan type of white man. I'm going to be a servant to the Jewish type of white man, but I'm going to experience the same condition. That is a slave mentality. That is an ass-kissing mentality. That's no different than Jesse, Al, Farrakhan. The only difference is he ain't on their level. I'm mad he even getting a platform, but who knows what he did to even get that platform. So from for Israelite School of UPK, that is nonsense for anybody. And I think that the Israelite School of UPK speaks for damn near every Israelite in America that does not stand with no nut-ass nigga that say he don't see race first, and that when, when and when Rich asked him the question, who was the real Jew, he didn't even answer the question. He had a perfect opportunity to say, well, we're the real Jews, and I'm showing this cracker how he's the imposter, and he's trying to help out. Now, I wouldn't have liked that either, but at least he would have been more manly with his answer. It would have been like he making a stand where I'm the real Jew, he's the imposter. And history tells you that. I got a book in my hand, Chosen People of the Caucus. It'll tell you they converted to Judaism in 740 A.D. Excuse me, yeah, 740 A.D. And the Hmm. only reason they converted is because you had the uh, Byzantine Empire and you had the Arab Empire vying and jockeying for position. And they wanted this region that that Khazar Empire was at. And the Khazar Empire started investigating both sides, and they saw the Byzantine Empire with Christianity, and they saw the Arabs with Islam, and saw that both that the parents of both of them was the Old Testament. So they said, "I'm the Jew," and just converted. Said, "I'm a lost tribe. I'm this. I'm that." But they cannot prove it. That language they speak, that Yiddish, that they be so proud, and they say Zabala Yehudi and all that nonsense. That ain't no damn Hebrew. Anybody will tell you that that's Hebrew mixed with German? And Russian, ain't no goddamn E's and U's and shit in real Hebrew. If you speak in real Hebrew, there were no vowels. It was just a I sound. There weren't no E's, O's, and we got books on it that clearly break that shit down. So ain't nobody speak that nonsense that they speak, but they be proud to speak that Yiddish. Don't bring that Yiddish around me. I'm sorry. I'll just be a cat that only speak ancient Hebrew. I'd rather say Shalom than Shalom, Yahweh than whatever nonsense they say, and Yehawadah instead of that Yehuda or whatever, Yehoshua, it just sounds gay to me when I hear him talking that Yiddish. It's just not manly enough. And so that's, that's, how, that's how I look at it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. You know. But that's how I feel. So if you ask me. No, no sweat. Listen, man, I, as y'all know, I answer any question. I spit, spit it raw. I don't really sugarcoat nothing about it. And um, that you debate itself, to. yeah, and that debate itself, um, I don't have a side in it at all. The only thing that I'll say about that debate, um, and I said this to Sadnetta, I even said it to Polite as well, is that um, I don't, for me personally, I think the wrong person is doing the debate only in this regard. If, um, let's say if it was reversed and there was somebody that was pretending to be Kemet, and then you have, like, Uncle or Polite or Steady, and they saying, we the real Kemet. 
let's say if I was to debate that cat on Kemet, they would say, nah, Tazaria, you can't do that because you don't really represent Kemet. You're going to put it to shame. You're not really going to do it right. So that's the only thing. Now, I'm not knocking them. I don't really knock nobody and what they do or whatever like that. They can do it. But I just feel that it would be better. But here's how powerful the Israelite school UPK is. A Jewish man would never debate us because not only will we show them we not the real, that they're not the real Jew, we would put them to shame, and they don't want to do that. So they'll debate anybody else because they never got to prove who they are. And with a sidekick like uh, uh, Zion Lex, like a damn lap dog, what you want me to say, master? You want me to say I don't believe in race first? I don't believe in race first. You want me to say I don't believe in the color? I don't believe in the color. You want to say ain't no Jew? The nigga said the only reason the Jew is I, I couldn't get over that part, Red. When he said the reason why the Jew is rich is because he keeps the Torah, it blew my mind. When he said he don't believe in race first, it blew my mind. I could not believe that a man that pretends to be an Israelite would say that. And I'm saying pretend on purpose because I do not consider him an Israelite. Just because you can listen, I can speak a little bit of Spanish. Como está usted? That don't make me Spanish just because I can speak the language. So I do not consider him an Israelite at all. And I blame Nazi. And that's a joke. I'm joking when I say I blame Nazi. Me and Nazi joked about this because I told Nazi you should have never brought him to the forefront, so it's your fault. Everything he do is your fault because you introduce him to the world. That's just a running joke, you know, me and Nazi got. It's not, I'm not serious when I say it. It's just a joke. So, there you have it. Okay, now. All right. I think we can have a whole show where we can have Pat pull up <laughs> and give us their version. Like, you know how they got JFK they were like, where was you at when they take that shot? Right. They got the, where was you at when you heard that video shit? Like, you could do a series <laughs> on that. You know. Like, yo, Ock, I just put my young star seed to sleep, Ock. You know, I went and watched this video, Ock, and I couldn't believe what I heard, Ock. You know, shit crazy. But I think yeah, got some it. hands in the call queue. Yeah, no sweat. I'll take some calls. I'll take some yeah. calls. Uh, Callers, if you want to, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, <laughs> the time now is to press one, and I will open up your line. All right. Let us know if you need some music, some intermission, anything to go get something to drink. You know, for me, or whatever. Yeah. Oh uh, no, no, I'm cool. I've been, man. I've, I've had. Well, let me not say because then, you know, apparently I'm an alcoholic if I have a drink. But I had a drink tonight, well, so I'm it. pretty. Well, if you got to pick up the door knocker, you know, you might need to go get the, <laughs> get the door knocker out the safe. So I'm debating if I'm going to wear that door to the lecture or not. I like that door knocker, man. And let me you got to bring even out the, the door knocker, babe. Huh? Yeah, even the history behind that door knocker, I did not want that. The guy that made it told me I had to wear it. He said, man, I'm going to make this door knocker for you, man. It's going to be the shit. And you got to wear it. I didn't design that. I didn't I didn't play a part in that. I paid for it, but I didn't design it. I didn't play a part in that or nothing. That the, the brother made it. You know what I mean? The same no, brother. When, he made we, when we do, when sure. I do the Scorpion King video, I need you to be there with the door knockers and Spike Lee. Oh, no sweat. You feel me? No sweat. And tell homeboy to come with the axe. I need the axes and the horns. Yeah, I'm, yeah, with, I'm with that. Yeah, I'm with that. Ain't no sweat. I all have right, all so that. Let's go to the Let's go to these callers. 
First caller, 916-914. Peace. Peace. What's going on, man? What's good with you? Peace, caller. Peace. Man, I've been sitting in and, um, you know, I, 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 feel, I feel everything, you know, that the phone is kind of... Hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me go to hold on. Turn this away. Is that better? A little better, yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, you know, the whole thing is this, man. Um, I keep hearing the um brother speak about our people, but he keeps including, you know, Hispanic every time he, you know, every time he um, you know, speak upon, you know, our people. Okay. Now, you know, I'm from the East Coast, but, you know, I heard it's a little different over there. But Yeah, we spoke on that. The West Coast, it's your people. Not all, I mean, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying everybody, but, I mean, but you can say that amongst, you know, whites, Indians, you know, there's, there's some that don't like us, there's some that rose with us. But, you know, I just don't see why we always be talking about black and brown. This is black, bro. I mean, my kids, their mother, their grandmothers, um, she's Hispanic, and she tell me how racist they are within her people, and how she had to protect her daughter. You know, so I mean, I just, I, I, I don't feel that. You know, I mean, yes, I mean, I mean, they, they, the whole world copies off us, man. It ain't just white folks; it's all people. You know. They copy off of us, man. So I mean, you know, I mean, hey, hey I, don't, I don't know what kind of connections you got. You know, I know you grew up with the Dominicans. I know why y'all do it over there because you know, I, 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 I talked to some brothers from the East Coast, so y'all kind of close and grew up together. But you know, really, you know, y'all, y'all ain't cut from the same cloth, man. You know, that's 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 what I want to put in right here. No, I feel you on that, and um, you know, we always include, of course, according to us, according to the Bible, we teach who the um, true children of Israel are, and it's really not based off of emotion. If you talk about being racist or separate or argumentative to each other, it's black folk that hate black people just like black and brown hate black people. Like we I hate mean, each other. Wait, 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 wait! Now, now, now you're confusing me. Because, you know, early in the conversation, you know, you were talking about killing white babies. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm just not feeling it, bro. You know, because, I mean, I... I, You said you're not... One one second, brother. You said you're not feeling killing white babies? No, I'm not feeling killing white babies, bro. I'm not feeling killing brown babies. I'm not feeling killing black babies. But I will say this, you know... I'm not going to ignore the truth, you know, and, you know, as choppy a little bit. Yourself, what I'm saying is separate yeah. yourself. Brother, you your know, phone, like, it's hard to really gauge them all the way. Your phone is going in and out. It's, it's kind of janky. Better now. Yeah. now. Yeah, brother, you're going to have to mute your phone. Yeah, I mean, I'll answer this question. I don't have a problem. Like, and y'all can hear it for the call. It's like echo. Like, it's like choppy. It's hard to really gauge everything he's saying. Yeah. Go ahead. I got yeah, but like, you know, we, um, yeah, like black, 
like the whole notion of, you know, black and brown killing each other, you kind of lose that argument with black folk killing black folk. And every black and brown person is not beefing with each other. I know it because I got a bunch of black and brown people with me all the time. I think New right. York, we like the brother that they think is black ain't black. They Panamanian, Dominican, they all, That's you know, Dominican. we got all different. Yeah, yeah. like we, this, this is a cosmopolitan. This right. is, this is, this, this New York where we live, this is the prototype of the world. So exactly. we get to live amongst people of different nationalities who speak different mm-hmm. languages, but we're from the, all the same tribes. I have, I've, you know, people who speak Spanish, who are of an Arawak, Bodican, um, right. Tite, Taino right. descent. Right. Those are some of my best, I've had some of the best relationships with people like that. And I'm yeah, not, you know man. what I mean? It doesn't, yeah. nah, it, I used to get confused with brush. Huh? I used to get confused with uh, being Dominican. I, I mean, I used let to have, have Dominicans. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to take away from the I open up the line for one of the uh, black community's most famous Dominicans, our brother Sinetta. Peace and yeah. love. Peace and black power, man. I'm a black man, man. Stop that bullshit, man. <laughs> Stop that bull crap, brother. I'm man, embrace that shit. Stop running from it, talk, man. Listen, man. Check I'm this out. It, man. Check this out. I want to say peace to my brother, Red Pill, Blue Pill, of course, first of all. And I want to say also shalom to my brother, Tazoriak, Captain Tazoriak. I love that brother. That's one of the realest Hebrew brothers that I know. You know what I'm saying? He keeps it real all the time. If he got a problem with you, he's going to let you know. You know? Uh And that's what I respect about the brother. He's not a bandwagon. He don't jump on the bandwagon because other people might feel a certain way about you. He's not that type of dude, man. That's why you see that I'm all, I'm always with the brother. If he come around, I'm going to show the brother love. Right. Know, because that's the way he showed me. He he respects what we do. Right. And I damn so got to respect what he do. So, you know, just like I got people on my side of the um, camp. I'm going to say camp because he know what camp is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got people on my side of the camp that, right. that have feelings about the brother. But that ain't got nothing to do with me, man. And the brother didn't right. do me wrong. You see what I'm saying? Just like on his side. I know he got people like that's Hebrew that have a problem with me, but he was like, yo, brother, the brother, y'all don't even know him. A lot of people don't even know me. A lot of them never got a chance to build with me. You know what I'm saying, Red Pill? And uh Captain. Mm-hmm. So I wanna yeah, say, no, man, um whenever you ask this brother a question, he gonna give it to you. As real as he can, he ain't going to buck dance, he ain't going to bootlick, he ain't going to tiptoe through the tulips. And this is why I say, I'm not getting in no trouble with this dude here, boy. I ain't going to get in no trouble with the captain. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I went out there, I went out there and I was, I was banging on the captain to Zoria. And he looked at me and he said, yo, Sean, don't do it. I'm telling you, don't do it. Man, he started going in. He started going in on me, man. I'm like, yo, cat. You know, I still I got that footage. Up. I know. I said, I'm giving it to you. I called his ass up. I was like, yo, right. don't put that shit nah. up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lost files. Hold on. Lost files. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I appreciate uh, that. Yo, this is the bit going down. This is the right brother on the team because 
you know, he's dealing with something totally different. I think that the, um, the rabbi is going to come with some, um, you know, some trying to expose Kemet. He's going to be trying to expose ancient Kemet. I don't know. And then you get Zion. Zion is a lion, man. Zion is a lion, man. You're right. He is lying. You're right. <laughs> Zion is lying. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I, yeah, I have no I'm argument. Gonna I'm going to fall back. I've been listening to the whole show, man. So y'all nah, keep no doing what I do. It's excellent. I Powerful appreciate information, it. Brother. Oh, I appreciate man, it. We'll be yeah. in the building, man, um, February the 7th. I definitely will be in the Damn right. February the 7th. The video is up. It's on Sarnetta TV, too. Go and check that out with me and Captain walking down the street, 125th Street. If anybody get lost on their way to the place, you can go to Sarnetta TV, too, and you'll see we walking down the street. We even went over there to the Nation of Gods and Earth and had a little build with the brothers over there as well. So That's you'll see us out there building with Bond Master Mom. Bond, my brother Bond, a lot. He's out there. And, you know, um, we went upstairs and showed the people how the place looks so y'all going right. to see it. So right. it's good. It's good, family. Yeah, definitely. The and also, me and Sai. will be in the building February the 7th. Right. And also, me and Sai. And back home to catch the football. The, uh, right. Uh, yeah, y'all ain't got to worry about Bowl. missing that, that Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I ain't got to a lot of time. So I ain't yeah, that pissed me off a little bit. That, that pissed me off a little bit, too, Sai. That motherfucker was worried about that damn Super Bowl. We talking about homosexuality and the plays of black Hell people. Hell yeah, man. Come on, man. And they want to they wanna get home to see men in tights. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? No. They want to go see black folk beat the hell out of each other. Hold on. Sarnetta, you put the interview up that we did in the street with him, with the young brothers? Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, that was. That was yeah, I can't wait to place. check that out. Also, too, si, uh, me and Sar got a live stream we're going to be doing this Friday or Saturday. Also. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, we're going to do a live stream. Um, we'll take live calls dealing with um, – I'm hoping they can stick with the subject. Usually it don't go that way, but, you know, <laughs> hopefully they'll stick with the subject of um, homosexuality, child molestation, um, the plagues of black people. You know what I mean? I think that should be on the forefront. While I'm thinking about it, too, the other thing I want to clear up real fast, I saw a video uh, – I was put on to a video of the young brother. I think his name is Young Pharaoh. And um, I just want to clear up the part where he said I called polite wife a uh, uh, a B. I won't even say the word because uh, I'm kind of past that. I never said that about his wife. I just wanted to clear that up real fast. Right. That's true. I've never said that about his wife or to his kids like that. I said something else, but, um, but I didn't say that word. I didn't do that. When I was talking about being disrespectful, I was really talking about York, um, not so much his uh, wife in that instance. So I just wanted to clear that part up. Uh-huh. That's peace there, brother. Yeah, no sweat. All right, man. I'm going to finish listening to y'all, man. Get the next caller, man. Let me finish listening. All right, sir. Well, right. Now, before we go to the next caller, I want to ask you something. I did ask you in the streets, and you brought it up just now, so I want to reiterate, or I just want to get some more clarity on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're speaking about child molestation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that in that video I shared with you that maybe seven out of ten young sisters that I meet, you know, have been molested at some point, which means that the people that are responsible for that level of molestation are probably 
our age and older now, 50, 60, 70. Some have already gone to the grave and gone right. beyond things of that nature. So there's this unspoken violations that have been taking place in our community for a long time. You know, when we look at the rampant increase in homosexuality in the community as well, it's being said to me, you know, that a lot of these children are victims of molestation as well because, you know, they had this argument about were they born this way or were they, you know, violated in a particular way. And, um, you know, this is how they have oriented themselves. So, one, how does one identify the predators amongst us in the community that has been getting away with this level of violation? And two, if we're talking about something that's mainly victim-based, what are the moves next to put some sort of, you know, institution Mm-hmm. In the community, they can speak directly to the fact that maybe children need somebody to talk to. You know what I mean? How can, is it possible to reverse homosexuality? Like, what are we talking about here? You know? Right. I think. So, um, are we just highlighting this particular situation? Or are we coming with a solution where we're offering help if we're identifying it as victim victimization? Mm-hmm. Well, I think absolutely the number one thing black folk have to stop doing is protecting the criminal, um, protecting the predator. What I mean by that is when you think about child molestation, right? Um, I remember Chris Rock said, uh, in joking, Chris Rock said one time, you got your molester uncle, um, where everybody knows he's a molester, and you just say, don't go play with Uncle Johnny. And then when Uncle Johnny molests the kid, they don't get mad at the excuse me. They don't get mad at Uncle Johnny. They get mad at the kid. Like, what were you doing with Uncle Johnny? Because everybody knows he's the molester. The saddest part about it is we know who the criminals are in our family, and I'm saying criminal on purpose to make it make it even plainer. We know who the predators are in our family. We turn a blind eye to that shit, though. That's the problem. The only kid that we would try to protect is our own kid. But our, ne- our nieces and nephews or cousins and so forth like that, we're not interested in correcting them. So what we have to start doing is putting them on front street. I remember Jenny Hanna gave a story one time. He said in the Bronx where he was from, and he was coming up, it might have been in the 70s, late 70s, maybe early 80s, and there was this uh, a mob of people chasing down this uh, one guy, and they chasing him down, chasing him down, chasing him down. When they catch him, don't nobody touch him except this one man. This one man comes from the back of the crowd, and he starts beating the shit out of this dude. And it comes to find out that that dude was molesting his daughter. And the whole entire project swarmed on that dude and shut it down. And that sends a message that we're not going to tolerate predators, child molesters, rapists, and so forth. So the solution is us. Like we control we control so much of our destiny and we think that it takes this uh uh government. We don't need a government. And what I mean by government like the so called white man or something like that, what we need is to actually have compassion on somebody other than ourselves, which we don't. So we know who that predator is in the family. 
Just like when you see that little boy gay, just find out what uncle he hanging with or what cousin he hanging with, and you'll find out who molested him. When you find out that daughter is all, the daughter that was once happy and running around, and now she's not happy no more, just monitor her. Watch her. Watch who she's with. Watch the daddy that goes around her. Put a camera in there at night and watch her, and then you'll see who the molester is. It's just that we don't want to face it half the time. We don't want to face, man, that's my sister doing that shit to that boy. Or that's my sister doing that to that girl. And we we rather them, we would rather the child get towed up than to arrest the criminal. Now, you said also, are we just going to focus on that one? That goes for every single act. We know who the thief is. We know who the murderer is. We know who the drug dealer is. We know who the uh, abuser is, the woman beater the abortion, we know everything that goes on in the hood. Now, what's the slogan in the hood? What's the number one slogan in the hood? No snitching. And predators and criminals live behind that. Flourish, yeah. Mm -hmm. They ain't say that. They ain't say that. Flourish in that environment. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so what happens then is that the predator lives behind that. The drug dealers live behind that. The murderers live behind that. No snitching. Don't tell the white man. Meanwhile, the only people that suffer are the victims. And somebody has to be the voice for that victim. Mm-hmm. And, that's the, that, and that's what we have to battle. That's so when you say the solution, the solution will always be the most simplest form, and that's us caring. That's us Loving our brother as ourselves, like Christ said. Christ said, no greater love than a man can have that will lay down his life for his brother. Not lay down his life for himself, but lay down his life for his brother. And that's what we have to do. And when he be saying brother, like a lot of the scriptures, they make it seem like it's chauvinistic, but it's understood. When it's saying brother, it's also talking about our sisters, too. Our sisters are just as important as our brothers. And so we have to care for them. Now, we start doing that, we're going to beat the shit out of that molester. That molester, you be, you know how the same way the white man would, would uh, rape us, you find out who that molester is and beat the shit out of him. You'll beat the molestation out of him and anybody else that would think about being molested. That's the judgment that should come on him. Now, I'm not giving a license for anybody to just go start beating people up because it got to be fair. it got to be proven. But that's the solution because then – the child that's being molested will see protection. If all right. everybody try to do when they get touched is they ain't coming to protect him, like that girl, like that girl that got gang raped. Ain't nobody, I, ain't, right. I still ain't heard yet, nobody said we sending this counselor to her to help her. We sending this person to help her. And then the father left her. So the one that's supposed to protect her, like I said on the street, I would rather, I got two girls. And I would rather my daughters have a memory. If I'm dead, I would rather have them have a memory of me dying to save their life than what? me living and I left her and they took her life. Because that's what they did when they raped that girl. They took her life because we protect the predators. So that's the solution. It's just that simple. Indeed. Okay. All right, Rabbi, go to another caller. Yeah, so that's how I look at it. Give me one minute. 
Yeah, no sweat. I'm here. All right. Caller from the 210. Caller from the 210. Peace. Peace, 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 peace. Yo, y'all yeah, brothers doing a, a, a good thing. All y'all brothers, Red Pill, Blue Pill, Captain Tazariak, Sonetta, I, I keep up with all y'all. I'm, I'm all the way in Texas, man. This is it's, it's, it's good information. Y'all, y'all got to keep doing this as far as the, the collection I see. is Because is, we don't get this awareness where we at. I see you brothers online. Is some videos be really good, and then some videos just y'all y'all start going at each other, banging with the information, banging each other with the same skin color. Mind you, us brothers in in in, in Texas, we don't know anything besides just being a Christian or just probably just that. You don't have uh-huh. any type of awareness of any of that at all. So you guys are doing a good job, but meanwhile, while we out here, you just it's, it's literally the deaf, dumb, and blind. So I would like to see a lot of my brothers, especially because all y'all my brothers, I would like to see a lot of that. Like a all, it looked like it's almost like the all-star team tonight as far as just talking. It's like seeing LeBron get with Russell Westbrook if that ever happened, like Olympic-type deal. I see brothers mm-hmm. actually talking about something that makes sense and we not just banging hard and, and, it's, and, and it's, it's making people awareness. It's something that's upright, even though y'all do that already. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's, 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 it's nice to see that. And, I, 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 and y'all my elders, I look up to y'all. Y'all, y'all feed me knowledge. Each, each way I look, it don't matter. And I'm just letting y'all know is we, we, we not aware like that. We just, as a people, we're not. And I'm, it's just evident. I'm calling all the way from Texas. And down south is just we. I remember being in class and seeing many sects of Christians, and not not one on the board was Hebrew Israelite. Mm. Let me ask you. It was at least seven sects. I'm in San Antonio with all the Mexicans, so I understand what the brother earlier was talking about. But we still don't. There's even them. They don't know. Nobody know. They don't even know who John Cortez is. They don't know anything. We don't know. We don't have this type of knowledge. Right. Hey, I'm gonna give you so a number we, to a brother. In, I'm gonna give you a number to an uh, officer we got in Texas. You let me know when you're ready. All right. Just let me know when you're ready. I'll give you the number. I'm ready, but you. All right, it's four six nine. Four six nine. Six seven one. Six seven one. All right. You give that brother a call. And what you said was right as far as what we're talking about today, which is why anybody that knows me, um, I'm a person that gets asked to do a lot of debates, a lot of them, all the time. Debate this one, debate that one. But the debates that I usually do, well, actually, I ain't really done one actual in-house debate since the one with Polite. Most of mine have been on the street. But for me, I'd rather do something that at the end of it is actually about something. You know what I mean? Which is why I chose the lecture, because that's something that's actually about something. That's not to say that I won't do a debate, because there's a lot of lunatics out there um, that like to talk slick, like my man Fetty. When I saw that nigga getting high in front of me, you know what I mean? It's a lot of cats that like to talk slick, and then I see them out in the open, they don't talk slick. So it's a lot of, sometimes I like to get like that. And I know you said um, you see us banging, and y'all don't understand. That banging be necessary sometimes, because we men. And as men, it's, it, it's nothing wrong with banging on information. As hard as you got to be, 
but still see him enough as your brother when I ain't got to beat him down or nothing like that. We just bang it on information because I'm passionate about my belief. He's passionate about his belief. Let's put the shit on the front line. We grown men. Listen, they argue over, they probably argue more over this goddamn Super Bowl than they ever going to argue over Kimmy or Israel. When Jay-Z and Nas had that hip-hop battle, I guarantee you that got more argument than Israel and Kimmy. Yeah, that's split, bit, that's split you know what I mean? Yeah, really? you know what I mean? So, you know, black we always like that. So now imagine on the right hand side, yeah. Imagine, so imagine at the right hand side, where at the end of that battle, that brother say, "You know what? Your information is correct. I'm rocking with you." Okay, I ain't fully ready to rock with you, but we having this event. Come to my event. You can talk with these people. You know, what I mean, we can continue to build. Maybe I'll see it your way. You know, what I mean, as black people, we got to be willing to do that, and that don't require you to compromise your belief. Like I'm on that's the phone what I, That's what I more or less would like to see. And sorry to cut you, I would like to see a lot more of that, even if, like, even visually, because now seeing is believing also with with, mm-hmm. with, the, with the people, with the average, what you're dealing with average. I would talk to my, my older brother-in-law. He would let me know, hey, the average, because he's in the record business, the average listener has a third grade level. So why would you make music or do anything of an intellectual level? So right. I get it, I understand, but that's where I'm like, damn, we we had a damn crisis, and then I understand that this we had a, a and at this crisis you have technology coming to the forefront. Where I'm seeing you brothers, I'm listening to you brothers and watching you from afar, and I'm a, I'm right. a fan. I support all of it. I support all of so, it, not one I don't. So, so brother, I would like to see. I'm listening. This would be the simple solution that I would say to you and that I would say to the 1 million plus other supporters that we have out there. This is plain and simple. We're going to do simple mathematics. You know what I mean? All we have to do is to begin to invest in us with the purpose to see your brothers win. Okay? That's what we got to start doing. We have to be able to invest in the projects and the initiatives and the programs that these brothers that everybody is watching and learning and gaining information, frontline soldiers swinging the sword. I'm talking about running at the front of the race. If if the black people on the planet are in the hundreds of millions, you're talking about the zero 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 one percent that's at the front of that race, silver surfing it. You know what I mean? Somebody who's right there with all of these brothers in this pantheon, I would say that it's time to begin to invest in the future. And if the people see the future, you know, if you see us guarding, like we're not, you know, if you see us guarding, if you've been watching for the last decade and you see the gods is like, you know, actually doing it to where a few brothers on 125th Street are making um, waves around the globe. Not just a few brothers, but these few brothers are standing on the shoulders of thousands and millions and millions and millions of our ancestors. Right. So when you look around the world and you see the world in turmoil, and then you know even biblically, you know uh, metaphysically, you know gnostically, they said that this time, this age of Aquarius, there's going to be the gods and goddesses that will walk the earth again, and the people will wake up. The sleeping giant will wake up. All of these prophecies 
Nobody wants to give the credit where the credit is due. You look around, you spin around the world, you use Google Maps to circle the goddamn world, it will stop on 125th Street, hand down. That's undebated. If somebody ever wants to debate their house, their car, their boat, you got to have a loft, I will step up and I will debate you for that and give you a suitcase of some money. (laughs) I will match that. I'm going to take that. I guarantee right. you the, the ground that I stood on, the sign that I stood on, the Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, uh, I could go on for days. Sue Tech, Blue Pill, uh, Dr. Reggie, Dr. Felder, <laughs> Nova Felder. You dig what I'm saying? My brother, who uh, who's shopping? Who's shopping? Hmm. You know, Bezo, Wise. You got to include the street element because who we are on 125th Street and the aggressiveness and the nature and the reason why them swords come out like that is because DNA responds to environment. I've got to open Sarnetta's line. And Tazari knows what I'm talking about. If you're talking about a battlefield, that's Harlem. That's 125th Street. People don't realize when we're doing them videos in them streets, we're standing out there against waves of people who don't believe it. This shit is like Walking Dead. It's like when you see the Walking Dead and they out there and the zombies is just going past. They don't hear and see nothing. And you got to be ready for anything. Because everything's coming. Like, you don't know what somebody's going to say. You don't know what they're going to do. But you got to be prepared for it. Either way. You you understand what I'm trying to tell you? And the world's first introduction to the pillars was... Blue pill, it takes eight cops to take down blue pill, okay? Certified. Showing you that this is real in these streets. This is not playtime. We're, we're putting our actual lives on the line. If that was respected, people that are not to, this is nothing personal. This is not an emotional rant. This is just an observation, an honest observation. My brothers will have more resources than they have right now. All of the brothers and mm-hmm. sisters that I put on the front line. If this thing was really about what they say it's supposed to be about, we would have. We don't. I don't want nobody's money. I'm not money hungry. I ate, I did right. that already. I ate that. I'm going. I'm doing my land thing now. I'm about land and I'm about resources. I want machinery and all these other things. If you're gonna give me something, I'm taking gold and silver. All I'm saying is we need the resources. We're putting out an open call for resources. We need technology. We need people who are, who are ready, who have licenses to be uh, a paramilitary, a militia, who are licensed to carry their stuff. You dig know what I'm saying? We need resources. We need transportation. We need all kind of things because this thing that we're doing right here is so important of a magnitude, of a galactical magnitude. Nobody could, no, nobody can. I don't think anyone could really doubt that. So we got to start funding our operations. People need budgets Real because tall. we do live in. Wait, let me re, yeah, let me rewind that about the whole fiat thing. No, let me ask, let me let me rewind that. We are social entrepreneurs, so what we do is. We take the fiat that we accumulate with the numbers that we have. It's a simple mathematics. I say 30,000 people times $20 a week is $600,000. Let's start out right there. 
Let's start out right there. There are videos that get 30,000 views in two days, three days. Let's start out with that. 30,000 people who donated $20 to a susu, 600,000. Okay. Set this solved. Case, case closed. Shit is solved. Let's move. Imagine a million of us who are organizing, we're moving as one, or we're moving as a nation, or we're moving as a unit, like we say that we want. Why are we saying all of this? What's the paperwork games about? What's all of this other stuff about? People say, yo, we want sovereignty. Let's get together, like how we was in D.C. It was a million of us. Let's not leave wherever we're Let's do the Bundy shit in Oregon. Let's not leave from where we're at right there, and let's take that land, and let's build up that land, and there you have it. You're sovereign. I'm right there with you, so when you say that you're sovereign, I'm sovereign too, so I can believe you. It should work like that. We should just mm-hmm. do everything in the now. Like, I, I am sovereign. And if, if people say, yo, paperwork and things, don't, no. I'm a sovereign in, my, in, in all of my being. There's no paperwork on the planet that can identify that. Right. It's in your actions. It's in the way, yeah. It's in your, it's in the vision that you're carving. It's in the vision. It's in the the movie that you're, the the you, that you're living. So, all I'm saying, family, is that everything that y'all want to do, y'all could do it. We could do everything that we want to do tomorrow. We just all have to participate. This is a collective movement. This is an all hands on deck movement. You dig know what I'm saying? But it's a numbers game. We live in a technological era. Everything is about numbers. So if we got the numbers, we should have the treasury. We should have the resources. We should have the collective economy to build, to buy, to sell, to trade, everything that we want to do. I'm going to do, I'm doing something on Sarnetta's couch called facts, food, art, clothing, technology, shelter. It's coming up this week. Touch the loud screen. We're going to continue this conversation because I could, I could be long-winded. Yeah, let's go ahead. We got uh, the two three four. Call us from the two three four piece. Oh shit! Oh, you you in the yeah? You in the building? It's all good. What's good with you, brother? What's up? I'm calling from Akron. Just man, I've been checking y'all out for a while, man. Uh, I like what y'all doing. Um, Zariac. I like how y'all coming with some just some real time stuff. I mean, you know, everything got its place, but it, we we going through a lot right now. So I like the real time stuff. So that's what's up. That's mm-hmm. it, man. Peace to y'all. Keep doing it. Hey, peace, brother. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, caller. Caller for the nine three six. Peace. Welcome to Another Ledge. Yes. Peace. Bigger the headache, the bigger the pills. Thank y'all for these formulas because we got a fucking concussion out here. Right? A lot of concussions, so thank y'all for them formulas, man, with them pills. Say, I want to see the numbers. I want to deal with these. I want to thank y'all for them 44s, man, for turning me on to this 8. You know, that 8 is ruling. Say, man, these people can't vibrate on that 8. That's another octave, so it's fucking their head up. And going into the 9, that's the 360 to 720. That shit is done. They finished. Mm. So uh, my question is twofold, dealing with 44. Uh, we know that the Bible is actually turning the flesh, jumping off the page. It's just like these text messages. You press something on the phone, it flies through the air. 
at the age of Aquarius, you know, they, you know, we was we was saying that we couldn't breathe when they choked out Eric Gardner for some cigarettes. So when you when you can't breathe, you grab for the air of Aquarius. And on the other side is that lion. So we waking up. The lion of Judas is waking up. I wanted my question is twofold. I want to talk to the brother about Hindu Henderson. If you know about that Israelite brother who slapped the Vatican upside the head. And I also want to uh, ask if y'all seen Michael Jackson throwing up the 44 on off the wall. Because the Medu have jumped off the wall, too, and jumped into Michael Jackson. He's throwing up the 44 on the album cover of off the wall, dealing with the 44. That's the powerful number. Thank y'all for turning me on to that. Then Quentin Tarantino came out with the hateful eight. How many eights is in hateful? The letter H is an eight, then A-T-E is an eight, then it's full of eight because then you talk about the letter eight and then the number eight. They hating on the eight because they can't deal with the eight. The eight is fucking Anthem on the track. Yeah. So thank y'all. He released it in 44 theaters, the um, 70 millimeter screening of it. So they was really working on that 44-8 octave. But, you know, they're, they're trying to build a narrative around the president, you know what I'm saying, in his final year because yeah, this has been, they got to traumatize that uh, that eight, which also was black. That's that Saturnian energy. So, you know, they're, they're, they're leading up to something very traumatic that is going to hit people in their heart, that Leo that you're talking about, and Leo is the president. So Yeah, already. Already. I, I don't want to get, yeah, don't get too deep into it, but that's really what you're saying. And I've always, you know, my 44 prophecies are always about the the sense around the, the, the three dream casters and MLK is one of them. You know what I'm saying? So I already, I can sit back and tell you three or four years in advance that they're going to pull the 44s out during the MLK, MLK weekend. So you had Leek Mill, you know, whose two initials are M's and those 13s are 44s. He releases a 4-4 mixtape you know, and it's called what the Dream Chasers for, and that coincides with the Dream Casters, which of course MLK is one of them. But then it's always the the precursor to the Super Bowl because all of the Super Bowl deals with 44 energy. So I I didn't I didn't watch the games. I just saw the alerts that both of those games, you know, um, had you know heavy 44 uh, numbers in them. You know what I'm saying? Going into the last seconds of the uh, of the, um, I think it was the, uh, the Seahawks and the, um, whoever they played the uh, the Panthers, yeah, Carolina. Seahawks Panthers game, Carolina, and then there was another game. I don't know which one. I got the notes somewhere on my on my desktop. You know what I mean? But yeah, that that forty four, you know, and I I, I owe everything. Or, or a lot of it, you know, to me, studying the Bible. When I started getting into Kabbalah, things of that nature, and I started getting into the Hebrew and peeling back the Codex and seeing the numerical value of these words, that's when I really started seeing that there's a Codex. And, you know, the elite, they're using these numbers to communicate with one another. They're not talking in words. They're, they're using numerics. And they're using symbolism. You know what I'm saying? But it also represented as the evidence of the intelligence in this universe. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's you can find it through the numbers rather than the language. The language is kind of skewed, but those numerics are universal. So, there, numbers don't lie. Yeah, the numbers, numbers don't, don't lie. lie. But, so, uh, 
the other question is, is, is based on the 44-2 is actually the Hindu Henderson, which would be two eights on the letter H. Uh, you know, this brother right here claims to be a Hebrew Israelite from blood DNA, and he said he took the Bible at his blood DNA test being a Hebrew and slapped the Vatican upside the head with an $857 billion lawsuit for some land in Louisiana, which he was working with the Washita. And the brother, did, he, he, I mean, he's bigging up. He's bigging, he bigging his uh, tribe up. He's bigging up all the tribes. I just mm. want to know if y'all knew about the brother because y'all expound on Hindu Henderson. Peace. No, I'm, I'm actually not familiar with that brother at all, to be honest. Oh, man, he's the he's he's head judge of the planet. Ain't no judge higher than him. And he's a young brother. The brother claimed mm-hmm. that he was Israelite from the tribe of Judah. Y'all need to go check him out. The ad hoc, ad hoc judge of the world court is a Hebrew Israelite, and he and he brag about he slapped the Vatican upside the head. How he sequestered Obama to turn in his money because Obama built off the bankers with that eight hundred fifty-seven billion dollar lawsuit. So he did. Hold on, oh, hold on, real quick. Call us. Call in three four seven six three seven two one three five three four seven six three seven two one three five. The show is brought to you by kingscounty.bigcartel.com, 7heavenseamoss, pieces.com. Uh, Green yeah, I need Earth, to get a hold of some of that Seamoss, too. You damn sure oh, yeah, do. Seamoss can be in the building. <laughs> for the family that came so, through, thank you for coming through. Check us out on Friday, same time, 9 p.m., and uh, we will have another powerful show lined up for you. All right, but all, for everybody that called in, You'll go past the uh, the live stream. Yes, right, but continue, the, please. Um, the caller, you know, we did a show a few years back with a brother named Stacy Mims, and Stacy Mims was speaking about the case of his grandfather Anderson Willis, and this uh, individual came from, I believe, he came from Ethiopia. He was a, a a Jew, Ethiopian Jew, and he came here with with gold, with gold bars, and he bought. Um, he owned one-fourth of Texas at one point. And the Stacy Mims, his family still lives on that land. And the, um, the oil companies were able to kind of like, you know, buy one part of the family off and work them against the other part of the family. But these are people that are owed trillions of dollars, you know what I'm saying, based on how much money was usurped from that land. And the brother contacted me recently and said that they had their case up in the world court as well, and he wanted, um, you know, he wanted to come back and, and do a show. So we're going to do it. And all of these things, mind you, family, are based on the fact that these people have been able to establish um, ancient creed, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> based on the very things that people are arguing about what's real and what's not. This is what they're using to go upside you know what I'm saying, these people's heads with. And and there's a level of redress to it that's real. You know, just because you ain't heard about it doesn't mean it's not happening. You feel me? Uh, so there's some interesting um, stuff coming to the surface. And yeah, I'm, I'm, living, I'm living on some of that land. I'm in a, I'm near Fairfield, Texas, Palestine, Willis, New Waverly, yeah. Huntsville. Yeah. yeah. I'm right in that area right here. I know about that case. I know some people that's involved in that case. And, uh, yeah, man, we get ourselves back. Just like the Bible say, when you catch a thief stealing, he owes you seven times what he stole. There it is, and that's what I'm saying. If you get some of these research teams together, we can get some of these minds in the same room, we can really see what's going on. You know, we can pull back yeah. you know, all of, all of the uh, 
whatever's obscuring our view is see this thing for what it is. We don't see ourselves victorious on any fronts. And there's people that's out there drawing blood for real. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah, definitely. I, 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 I love that. y'all, man. I, I love the Hebrew community, the Moors, and the uh, and the Egypt, and the Egypt uh, community coming together. Making right, more powerful right. It's beautiful. We all won. Big up. We all yeah. won, brother. Yeah. All right. Peace. Call us on the 91694. Peace. Okay, yeah, y'all got me back in queue. Hey, I just wanted to say, um, you know, about the whole color bit, man, is that we as black people, man, we need to single out ourselves just with us, man, and, and not, you know, call ourselves this black and participate with this brown thing because, you know, I mean, hey, I love, you know, I love my brown brother too, but, you know, they're not including us with them. I mean, unless it's a hip-hop or, or getting high or, or you know, it ain't it ain't on no family stuff. You know, it's it's on business or something like that. So all I'm saying is to the brother is that, you know, just let's just keep it keep it with us, man. You know, do do our thing. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm putting. Can I, yeah, that's can I ask you something, bro? Where where are you geographically located? I'm in Cali, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I lived in Cali for for a little while. I understand your sentiments. I know exactly where you're coming from. And it's going to be very hard for anybody to convince you otherwise based on what you experience on that side. You know what I'm saying? It's real on that side, and it's very hard to see any level of um, community or connection when it comes to black and brown because of your environment. I do understand that, and I acknowledge it. And it's real, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, it's a brown first mentality, hard body out there. We know this. You know what I mean? But what I'm saying is that um, it's, it's not the same everywhere. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not the I, same I, everywhere. So I, I, we have to exactly. have an appreciation I mean, for that as well. And 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 yeah. I I'm, I don't mean to interrupt your your wisdom, but mm-hmm. you you I know that it's not the same everywhere. I know that, but it's not the same everywhere. If you just want to talk about white and black, it's not the same everywhere. If you just want to talk about Indian and black, I mean, no matter what. Hello. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. So the call is dropped. Okay. Yeah, it just said he dropped. Brother Cesari, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, out west, they for they they they're up against a different dynamic. Yeah. And that 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 level of competitiveness and um competitiveness for that matter is very real with them. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of blood in between that, like. There's a lot of blood that's being drawn on that it's side. It's been going on for a long time, too. Yeah, they, they, they're they warring, so it's, it's right. going on. They ain't trying to hear it, you know what I'm saying? They ain't trying to hear nothing that nobody got to say about unifying black or brown. They was very effective with running that um, divisiveness program on that side. You feel me? Right. So. Yeah, it's like, it's like a different paradigm in California because that whole black and brown beef, I mean, shit, that's been going on for 
ever. Damn near. That's why it's like that's probably the hardest battle. You know what I mean? As opposed to like over here, we kind of like blending in more. Over there, yeah. they've been like oil and water. You know what I mean? And once again, that's by design. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that. The one thing the white man know how to do is play on niggas, man. If you look at look at it, take it off of black people, for example, and let's go to uh, the Arabs. You look at Gaddafi. The white man convinced them motherfucking Arabs or them, them Gaddafiites or whatever you want, them Libyanites, that Gaddafi was wrong for them. And they killed Gaddafi. Now, yeah. now before Gaddafi, that city, that that place was nice. I mean, it was run by a dictator, but it was nice. That shit looked like hell right now. The white man knows, listen, when the scriptures, that's why we always go back to the scriptures. When the scriptures call him a cunning hunter and the most subtile beast of the field, he comes so soft and sweet and give you them sweet-ass words and then he be bending you over or got you killing your brother or selling your soul or doing something. He'd be like, man, what the fuck was I doing? That's how yep. sick that bastard is. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So yeah. I I ain't surprised. You know what I mean. And we face it like we got some brothers out there. They teach right on uh, Officer Godard. He teach right in on uh, Hall in Hollywood. Right on them where them funky ass stars be. He teach right there. You know what yeah. I mean. And then we mm-hmm. go to the hood. Yeah. We I go see downtown too on Broadway. They be down there mm-hmm. on Saturday. Hanging out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We try to hit everywhere, man. You know what I mean? And because we need it, and the only way we're gonna fix it now, just because they banging on each other, does that mean they can't stop? Yeah, they can stop, but somebody got to be willing to go in there and face getting shot oh, yeah. and do it. Body, you know what I mean? So we'll do it. Go in there. Mm-hmm. You ain't, you ain't gonna reach them no other way. You got to go in there. Yeah. Yeah. So we gotta, and we gotta continue to do the shit. So. Somebody got to do it. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? That's pretty much it. Red, we got any more callers? Nah, we're done with the callers. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's basically, you know, you could give them them your closing statement. Yeah, I appreciate it, man, once again. I appreciate it, man. Once again, I'm Captain Tazariak of the Israelite School EPK under Commander Jenny Hanna, the leader of this nation. We got the lecture coming up February the 7th. It's called No Homo. Is the gay agenda an attack on the black household? It's from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. We'll have food. I'll probably have some drinks there. Now, no alcohol, maybe some waters or something like that. Maybe Red Pill brings some of that motherfucking, uh, uh, what's that shit? What's that shit you see? Yeah, bring some of that. Nah, blue, of that. nah, blue, blue pill is the one that be whipping up the work. That's the that's the amigo. Yeah, well, look at the flick. Get the flick. Yeah, get the flick of the wrist going. Bring blue some of that moss up in that. Yeah, bring some of that moss up in that jump. You know what I mean? I yeah. think it'll be a good event. You know, for brothers to get I mean, together. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then afterwards, you know, we can strategize for the next event. And then we do the next you know, this blue. Yeah, this yeah. this year we planning on throwing an event in New York, a, a Know the Ledge event. We're gonna do something huge, and I definitely want you brothers to be, uh, you know, on yeah. the bill. Well, you know, yeah, yeah y'all y'all definitely um, open up your platform. Crazy. Yeah, y'all open up your platform. Y'all been our uh, Passover. You know what I mean. So I definitely will work with y'all in the future. 
You know what I mean? And I just appreciate y'all having me on the show. It was a great love. I actually had a great time. It didn't even feel like it was three hours. It felt like family having a conversation in the living room and shit. So um, I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, We got classes. Yeah, if I could just promote our classes. We have classes every Thursday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. 2 West, 115th Street at the MLK Rec Center. Y'all can hit me up anytime, 646-481-6315. The event will be live streamed, like I said. We have tickets available. You can hit me up for the tickets. We got a Passover coming up April the 23rd, which is a Saturday, 2016. It'll be at the same place, the Alhambra Ballroom, that the lecture will be at, which is also at the Alhambra Ballroom, which is 2116 Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard. And as always, I'll give two salutes to the brothers and sisters. To the brothers, I say Yahweh To the sisters, I say Yahweh The first one means the Lord in the name of Christ bless you for the brothers. And the second one is the Lord watch over you in the name of Christ. That's for the sisters. And with that, I say Shalom. Shalom. I want to um, ask one last question before we do part. Go ahead. And, you know, we have already discussed the aspect of some of the people that we're talking about might very well be victims of abuse. Mm -hmm. Now, what we also have to reconcile with is the fact that as community, you know what I'm saying, these particular people are part of the community as well, which means that they have parents in the community. What would you say to the parent of, you know, a child that has, for whatever reason, decided that particular, uh, you know, that particular lane, that persuasion, as far as what parents. Okay, as far as um being molested or being gay. I guess even both. As far as being molested, I guess you would have to treat it each scenario differently. Let's say if the parent knew about it, I probably wanna beat the shit out of him. I probably wouldn't want to counsel him. Um because you let it happen. Sometimes the parents may not know or they may be blind to it. So I guess it would be a situation by situation, but for sure it's their fault. You know what I mean? Like you cannot blame that child. That's the one thing we got to lose is the whole blaming the child aspect. Well, why would you hang with them and shit like that? Children don't know. Kids don't know nothing other than being a kid. They don't know their left foot from their right foot. It's all what they're taught by their adults or whoever you let lead them. So that would be the first thing. As far as homosexuality, it would be the same exact answer because that's a learned behavior. It's no different than someone learning to steal. And then when you see them stealing, you teach them not to steal. So if you see a young boy playing with dolls, you can't laugh at that shit. It's oh, look, it's so cute. He's playing with the Bobby doll. Look how he braids and all that shit. You got to knit that shit in the bud because once you encourage it, you're not telling them that it's wrong. You're telling them that it's right. Same thing with sisters. So when we deal with these situations, you got to deal with the whole household. That's why the lecture is titled "Is the Gay Agenda an Attack on the Black Household?" Because it's not just attack. It's not just an attack on the individual individual that they're turning gay. It's also an attack on the household because the household someone is allowing that to happen. The black man is being removed out of the house systematically. The black woman is left to defend for itself. And even when you have a black man and black woman in the house, if they're not following the right cultures and laws, 
they allow it because both Will and Jada Smith was in the house, and their son's still a faggot. So you can't even just blame it on a black man not being a household. It's always going to come back to morality and responsibility. And parents have to take the responsibility that whatever happens to their children is their fault, especially if they're not teaching them. Now, let's say if you have their parent that's teaching their kids about not doing drugs and the pitfalls of this and the pitfalls of that, and they're doing their job and their kid goes off, then that would be the kid's fault. But eight times out of ten, it's the parent's fault. So we would have to deal with them and address them and counsel them as well and really counsel the whole house. There's no there's no point in just counseling the kid and then leaving her to fend for him or herself because then where's the parent at because that's what they're going to be looking to. So you have to start with the head of the household and to that child and then give them the proper education and counseling to correct them. Indeed, indeed. Brother Blue Pills line just dropped. But yeah, okay. That was the answer. Thank you. I appreciate Indeed. it, brother. Yeah, I think we can end it right there on that note. You know. All right, man. Like I said, man, Red Pill is a pleasure all the time, man. To rock with you, rock with you. Anytime y'all need me, man, y'all hit me up. Oh yeah, we got some big things coming. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that ball. Yes, sir. We can end this with uh, I'm gonna end this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Scorpion King on the end of this show because it's gonna it's gonna go viral. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to end it off with some theme music. Oh, right. that's fine. Yeah. So salute. All right. We'll see you in the streets. We'll see you at the event. Family, go right, check no out Sanetta for that video that we got up there with Brother Cesare Rock and um, ISUPK. Peace. All right, man. Peace. Anthem on the track, live from the land of snakes. With the same nigga playing your wake, wanna give your hands a shake. Bitch, we got bands to make, rubber bands to break. Guns and butter, that land on lake. Got bread, got plans to break the Brooklyn way. When Tony killed Manolo, had to look away. It's a war going on, starting to look like yay. A power one is battle torn, thou should not kill. When diamonds is dancing, spending time in the Hamptons. Building shrines in these mansions Dance from the tropic of cancer The topic of tantra Heavy breathing On top for the mantras Throwing balance With mandalas encrypted Kabbalah the scriptures Fuck Twitter Only follow the mystics The dawn To put hollow in the biscuits Across from the Apollo is the district I'm in the Nile Valley Crocodile Valley The latest Maury The greatest story The haters worry with the poor me, pity party Got the porta potties for the shit you kicking The reaction at his best was knee jerk Creep the put your debut on a t-shirt Niggas co-sign the fuckery These suckers be acting three-fifths of a man Co-signing Mike Tuckerbee On the low like how the fuck it be Luckily, none of these niggas ever fuck with me Fuck it be My prospect is designed My mind is ecotically designed A prophet of the time My pockets is aligned With property for shrines My grind is monopoly My mind with prophecy in mind I'm in a hideaway, wide awake, listening to chants of roosters, aligned with the mind of Mansa Musa, enhance the future, walls of the Mansa future, dabbing in Dubai, we dance the future, with a time to be a scorpion, provoking, to those who don't share the sentiment, death to all you simple